and we are live hello salutations what to do stop the gamer off out the durag gang know the vibes like subscribe let's get it and making his youtube face is jay shock glass <laughs> yes had to be ready make that youtube face and the company i'm in <laughs> and of course uh with a censored background we got casual avenger <laughs> What's up? Man does not good, want you to know where he is. We're uh, taking advantage of the features. That's all. Reporting live from an undisclosed location. Uh, he's going. You can make out where I am. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I recognize the uh, Crystal Dynamics Studio. Okay. <laughs> Say hi to Brian for me. <laughs> Little do you guys know. That a minute ago, which is like 45 seconds before this episode went live, we said, <laughs> let's see if we can make it a whole episode without talking about the A game. Lasted a minute. Didn't, didn't say anything about the A game. You did. Implied. <laughs> does not. <laughs> Still counts. It does not count. Thank You said the A game. I said the name of a studio well known for Tomb Raider. And a respected member of the developer community. <laughs> Neither of those being true. What's up? What's up, Durag Nation? Uh, shout out to everyone, all the early adopters in the chat. Pepe Le Pew, Lucky Ray Gun, Old Man Eastwood, Jar. What's up? We got a spicy show for you. We're going to be talking some uh, Turf Legacy. A uh, little bit of James Gunn and everything going on with DC. We're supposed to be getting some big announcements. There's some leaks going around currently that I don't believe, but we'll get into all that. Uh, we'll go, and if we have time, we can talk a little bit about the Kai situation, though. That situation, I feel like, is a little too early to get to get into too much, but we'll definitely talk some Star Wars as well. We got jedi survivor dropping in march and of course the news of the new star wars game from ubisoft plus fallen order just hit playstation plus for free so if you haven't played that yet and you plan on getting a survivor you have playstation plus go cop that <clears throat> but first let's talk about what's on the thumbnail hogwarts legacy <laughs> so i just started uh really covering it more heavily on the channel since we're literally a month away and it's shaping up to be one of the biggest games of the year it's, it's already just smashing it in terms of pre-order sales a lot of people are interested in this game and on the other side there are people who <laughs> are uh let's say not as a excited about this game uh as as uh, many of you know the jk rowling has ruffled many of feathers over the years with her political views and as a result there are people who are planning to boycott Hogwarts legacy which fine people boycott games all the time but it has since escalated from personal boycotts to if you buy or play the game or stream it or cover it anyway, you are a hateful bigot and will be canceled. So let's talk about it. Which one of you hateful bigots will be promoting and platforming Hogwarts Legacy? We'll start with uh, the white man on the panel, Jay Shockless. 
Yeah, there's absolutely nothing that's <laughs> going to stop me from playing this game. I'm not even a big Harry Potter fan, um, but uh, the people that that can't, the people that think that this is going to affect J.K. Rowling at all are insane. It's not. Like, the only thing that you can harm is her ego, maybe. But even that, she's already been paid. Like, they pay her a licensing fee. Like, maybe she'll make a little bit of residuals. But I, I her, the big money has already been paid to her. She's already been paid for the licensing. And that's where her big money comes from. So you're not doing anything but tanking an entire studio full of people that put a lot of love and care into this game. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, WB Games... They've been amazing to me, and I I will do, like, no, I don't get paid by them, but, <laughs> like, I mean, in, in a way, though, they've sent me all over the country and into another country, you know what I mean? So, like, they've always taken care of me, so whenever they put out a game, I'm going to give it the attention that I think it deserves. I'm always going to try to play it, but, like, here here's what I don't understand, like, and this is what why... I respect and understand where people are coming from, okay? Like, I don't support anything she has to say or anything that she believes. I believe that I've treated people the way that I want to be treated, uh, regardless of my personal views. I believe, as long as you're not hurting anybody, that you should find happiness any way you can in life. You know, we're all kind of born victims to our circumstances. No one can help that or change that. So pursue happiness. If you're not hurting anybody, what does it matter? So the problem I have is that people want me to respect their opinion, but they, they won't respect my choices, you know? And, and that's where I draw a line is I can respect and appreciate where you're coming from. Don't play the game. That's fine. I get it. But don't tell me I'm a bad person because I want to play. Like, no, that's never going to work ever for me. You know what I mean? I'll start off with that and let you guys react. Interesting. So what I got from that is Dude, that Jay's a hot, hateful bigot. Jay, Jay hates Jewish people, trans people, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and, her, and hate wanting to commit genocide is a personal belief. Okay. That's a uh, wrap. So Jay Shockwise is uh, what about what about okay. what about you, Shockwise. casual gotcha. manager? <laughs> um, like I said, it's it's obviously becoming a, a hot button take, I guess, with you know people being on opposite ends of the spectrum with that. Like you know, they're we're just dealing with extremes at this point instead of just being reasonable about it. So it's like. If you don't want to support the game, you don't want to, you know, you you believe you're supporting, you know, her bigotry or anything like that. It's like that's fair, but to take it a step beyond that and <laughs> and bully, you know, would be friends or or colleagues and be like, hey, if you're if you go as far as buying or supporting that game, then you obviously support all of these other things that you have never said or shown support for, and I'm cutting ties with you and stuff like that. It's like those those are unfair extremes. But, you know, it's 2022, so, you know, nothing surprises me with that kind of stuff. But um, the game objectively looks amazing. Like, those um, wide shots of flying around on the hippogriff and everything. It's like they... The, the game is going to sell. Like, um, controversy aside, it's, it's going to sell. And it's like it's unfortunate that it's being bogged down with this kind of controversy because of, you know, stuff from the author. But it's it's that's just the reality of the situation but um yeah i feel like you should 
you should do whatever you you feel is right so if you feel you're doing what's right for you by not supporting the game yeah by all means and if your friends are like hey well i don't support her ideals they're not really attached to this project i'm just supporting the team behind the game and the game actually looks fun to play and i'm a big harry potter fan then no you shouldn't be made to feel like a piece of shit for doing something like that so it's like just it's it's gaming guys like it's we play video games for fun people have been wanting to live in that world for the longest this is a triple a edition of being able to live in the world of hogwarts let them enjoy that without you know kind of demonizing them for something that has nothing to do with them whatsoever it's like just keep it about video games if you don't like jk rowling you don't support jk rowling continue to do so but don't demonize and and make enemies of, of friends because of something that doesn't actually represent any of their actual views or beliefs in anything <laughs> now have have any of you so far pay, faced any personal backlash for your stances on Harvest Legacy so far? Not not really. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. We all know people like we were there are people that we we see every day that are tweeting the negative things about it. Um I I feel like they have all been fairly respectful towards me and I I certainly extend that respect towards them. I've been um I've been unfollowed so <laughs> oh really yeah it's where it's oh. it is beginning <laughs> interesting and, and maybe that'll happen to me and maybe i'll never notice it i don't know but um you know look i ran a poll the other day like 1200 people responded i talked about the next four major games that are coming out which is one piece odyssey um dead space there's hogwarts legacy and forespoken okay and almost three to one people voted hogwarts over all three of those combined okay those are the next four major games that are coming in the next month and it, it's very clear that this game is going to be very successful okay and if you are really willing to throw away friendships because people will say to you i don't support jk rowling i just want to play a fun video game I think you're the problem. Like you are the problem. Like you're the bad guy in that scenario because you want me to respect you like for what you believe. And I can say that and I can endorse like everything that you believe in. Okay. But you won't like support me believing that these devs worked really hard on a game and this game looks really fun and amazing. And I don't, I can't say this, but there are going to be people that absolutely love this universe. It is like one of the God tier level universes ever created. Like, even though I'm not a big fan of it personally, like we all know that the Potterverse is, it's just upper echelon, you know? And there are people that have like dedicated their lives to this, much like I have with stuff like Star Wars and Marvel. And, and this is a dream game for them. You know what I mean? So why should they feel any form of shame? Because yeah, the author, the main person that created it is a terrible person. But like, if you, they're terrible people at literally every company, you cannot avoid it, okay? So if you have an iPhone or if you wear your, your Nikes, your, <laughs> whatever it may be, like you're, you're give, putting money into the hands of horrible people. And you just don't know about it. And yeah, she's terrible, all right? I get it. But like, it's a pissing contest, nothing more. 
Like that's what it's come down to. It's a pissing contest, and and they feel like they have to win. You know, like we we play video games to escape this. All right. And yeah, she's terrible, but the devs that made this are the ones that are going to take the hit, not her. She has nothing to lose with you boycotting Hogwarts. Like, I, I'm going to play it in spite of her, personally. And it's because these devs worked so hard on a game that looks like it's going to be incredible. And I have no shame in supporting them. Well, the irony will be if the game is actually just bad. <laughs> that is that is absolutely true, and and that, it, that, it well could have remains been, to be. Seen. It well could have been the, the case if everyone just left it as is. I think Jay touched on a an important point because there always I always say vote with your wallet. That is the most effective way you can make people take notice. And I feel like if you truly believe that you don't want to contribute to something financially you and you want to make or you want to you want to make a stand the best thing you could do is not give your money to it so i have no issue with that right but exactly. but here and but here with the hogwarts legacy boycott we're seeing kind of the problem with uh what i call a uh, keyboard activism this ge this generation you have this whole movement where it's like okay we're gonna we're going to boycott this thing. I'm going to make it my personal 911. Is it in the grand scheme of things? Is it that important? No. Is it going to change anything? No, but it makes me feel important in the moment. So I'm going to do it and get plenty of retweets. And they don't apply that consistency to anything else. Like Jay touched on, you know, these, you know, it's, it's kind of weird talking about how your money, your Hogwarts legacy money, is causing literal harm when you're tweeting that from an iPhone <laughs> and you were just playing Call of Duty, which is one of the most racist communities in the entire world, published by a company who is famous for a culture of abusing their employees, <laughs> both, both in terms of pay, hours, there's also been allegations of physical and sexual abuse. I mean, this is one of the most toxic companies in gaming, but the some a lot of the same people that are championing Hogwarts Legacy boycotts and calling people out for playing Hogwarts Legacy are happily <laughs> jumping in those COD lobbies every every single year. And not only that, they're some of the most toxic people on Twitter. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I feel like a lot of these people, like you want to tell me that you're the good guy for attacking people that have nothing to do with the situation. I I don't accept that. Like, if you want to be the good guy of the story, you have to be the good guy all the time. You can make your points and I'll listen to them and I can respect them and appreciate them. But at the end of the day, just because I don't like bow down to your demands doesn't make me bad in any way, shape or form. I will never accept that. And there's, and there's, there's something to be said about also just the just the fact just the fact that when it comes to making change and activism there's there's such a thing as picking your battles <laughs> you know you know if you if you look at the from the what what was done in the past I mean, you know Martin Luther King all all those, all those they they had a they had a purpose they had strategy they they knew how to win people over to the side a lot of these, a lot of these people that are that are 
front and on the front lines of this Hogwarts Legacy boycott. They think they're the autobiography of Malcolm X, but really they're reefer madness. <laughs> like they're like they're the the Christian conservatives wagging their fingers in the 90s about violence and video games and and rock music and <laughs> trying to get the NWA thrown in jail. Like they're like like it's not it's not cool. No 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 it's and it kind of looks this looks ridiculous. Like in the very beginning, I per I thought the takes were perfectly fine. Like I I saw basically what I saw in the beginning is I saw people from all all communities saying, Yeah, I don't I don't like JK Rowling, but I I'm gonna play the game. It's it's cool, I'm conflicted, but I'm gonna do it. I've seen saw actual trans people saying saying this, you know what? I'm I don't I don't like it, but I think I'm I'm still going to get it, and I'm not going to knock anyone. And then, uh, predictably, because it's Twitter and it's, <laughs> it's this generation, as we got as it became very clear that this was going to be a successful game, that escalated from well, I'm personally not going to probably do it, but it's fine if you do. To literally, I saw someone popular tweet a heartfelt f you to everybody who buys the game and every and everyone and the, even if you pirate the game you're you're an evil person so it's just it's definitely gotten a bit out of hand and this is not the way to win people over to your side even if you're even if you were right assuming you were right in this boycott you're not winning people over in the long run because regardless of how Hogwarts like sells you're not going to change how trans people are treated in the world. There's not legislation riding on the, the first week sales of this game. And all you all so far I've seen this boycott do is create more customers where they wouldn't have been because instead of people just buying or not buying Hargus Legacy on his own merits, now because of how much the, the diet, the rhetoric has escalated on social media, you have people that are buy, are gonna buy the game even though they originally weren't going to just out of spite <laughs> and that's the opposite of what you want to do so i think the lesson here is like have your beliefs have you know activism is great when done right but be more strategic going forward and try to build bridges rather than set everything on fire go ahead casual yeah i was gonna say that um well, uh, instead of typing it out of response, I'll just say it. Tony Dak, you're canceled. But, um, <laughs> but no, seriously, like with any movement, like any, and when it comes to activism of any kind, like rule number one is you have to understand going in, everybody's not going to be on your side and you can't start attacking the people just because they're neutral. That's, that's just how humanity works. Like people are going to take sides and then there are people who don't really care either way plot twist i'm one of those people like i'm just not that invested in this i understand both sides i understand people just want a game i understand people just want to you know make people more aware of a lot of the serious issues facing um people of the lbgtq community and everything but there as jay and you know multiple people have said on twitter in general who've been you know attacked because of their stance on i'm going to play the game you get what i'm saying it's like you 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 just can't you know just demonize everybody because they're not firmly on your side and that's not the way to to move forward with any any you know movement activists you know that, that is it's just not the way to go about doing that and again it's like 
that's just the, the way the cookie crumbles. People are going to be in the middle. People are going to do what they want to, you know, for whatever reason they have. And it's like to shift the conversation into a direction about something that's not even really relevant to the issue. It's like, that's disingenuous and that's unfair. And it's like you, as Jay said, you're, you're making yourself the villain of your own argument. And that's counterintuitive, obviously. I think that's the part that frustrates me is that like these people think that they're so virtuous and that like because what they believe is righteous in a lot of ways that that means they're allowed to say and, and act a certain kind of way like that's not true like you can be right and still the asshole you know like it they're there you're not going to win anybody over i always think about like in the early days of all the 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 new wave of protests where people would like block traffic and <laughs> i'll tell you what they're, okay? still, they're still doing it <laughs> uh, right if if i i am shocked more people haven't gotten run over uh because there is nothing like nothing that bothered me more than the idea <laughs> of after a long day of work i have to sit here because you're not smart enough to have a conversation and make people listen to you. Like, I just, like there there are just ways to do it and ways not to do it. And we all get it. Like, and if, if somebody's saying, I understand where you're coming from and I agree with you, I don't support anything she believes in, but I still love this, this franchise and I still have wanted to play this game all my life. And if that's that's not acceptable to you, then then you're you're part of the problem you're not the solution and you deserve to lose friends over that like if you're willing to throw away friendship over them understanding you but you not understanding them you deserve it Ansel j shock bless <laughs> Jake Shock Class is going to lose so many friends over the next month. Like, I, I'm not, but I'm, I'm not though. I'm, I'm honestly not because I feel like if you're my friend, you know how I treat you, and you know the conversations that we've had, and, and you know the way I feel. I believe in treating people the way you want to be treated, and I feel like I do that all the time. And if if that's not good enough for you, if if me playing a video game and and you not understanding where I'm coming from, if that's not good enough for you, then I don't I don't need your friendship. Now separate I don't care. separate from now separate from J.K. Rowling because obviously we know why people would be against Hogwarts Legacy because J.K. Rowling. But I've seen now this whole thing and people saying the game itself, separate from J.K. Rowling, is racist and all this. Stuff. I saw someone say the original books were transphobic, which miss I, I missed that one but uh they're they're saying that i've seen people saying that the game the plot of the game itself is racist they're saying you own a you own a slave and you're and you're trying to stop uh a jewish rebellion and i'm like what <laughs> it sounds that sounds like some some serious uh more fantasy than the game we're gonna play so i'm so i'm shot i was trying to break that down i wanted to see if any of you guys were i know i know uh i don't know how much of potterhead you are or how familiar well jay jay you know got his duffel bag so i'm did they give you any more 
insight. Everything that I know about Harry <laughs> Potter, I learned from Lego games. Okay, so I'm I'm here. I don't know that much about the plot of Hogwarts Legacy, other than it takes place during one of the Goblin Rebellions, which I am familiar with from the Harry Potter lore. So essentially, the goblins are some of the, many of the magical creatures in wizarding society are oppressed to some degree or another. Uh, of course, you famously have the house elves who uh, pure blood wizard families uh, keep keep as slaves. But uh, Hogwarts actually employs them uh, under under Alba's under Alba's Dumbledore. But um, the Goblin Rebellion is basically the goblins rising up and they form an alliance with the dark wizards in order in order to kind of topple the wizarding society and and uh in order to claim their their what they feel is their rightful place in it and i don't i haven't seen anything about you specifically being there to stop the goblin rebellion and the thing that they're saying is a problem is because they believe that the goblins are supposed to represent Jewish people, which when they describe their reasoning sounds like they're anti-Semitic <laughs> because when I when I look at goblins, I don't think of Jewish people. And I I looked into it because uh, I've seen this pushed before. So I did some digging in the history and I haven't really seen any evidence to actually support that. And it, it seems to date back to a to an interpretation of a very old uh, piece of uh, German propaganda, but the physical descriptions of goblins even then predate a lot of that world, all that World War II propaganda. So I'm not quite sure how it got popularized that goblins equal Jewish people, but I think that assumption <laughs> in itself is a bit problematic, and I'm not. And I'm, and I think that's a bit of a stretch that the crit that Avalanche Games intentionally created a game where they're trying to oppress Jewish people. Like I don't. What is Avalanche famous for? Didn't didn't they make some of the Just Cause games? I think. Uh, I think they made Disney Infinity, didn't they? <laughs> I think. So. I think so. I'm, it, it's just it's weird. It's weird to me. <laughs> that, that uh. All right. Let's. This is interesting. Oh, I'm, I'm lost. Like a. <laughs> All right. So, I, I Studio following it closely, so I don't know. Uh, so they made the Hunter, Call of the Wild. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Their their website does not show. Uh, any are you? Do you see any anti-Semitism oh, on, their, games, on their website? Games. games. <laughs> okay. Look. So Avalanche Studios. Uh, they made Mad Max. Uh, Rage 2, Just Cause 4, Renegade Ops, Just Cause 3, Just Cause... Yeah, so they made the Just Cause games. They, they made Rage 2. Are those wildly anti-Semitic? I, I feel like they're the exact opposite. <laughs> they're, like, Just Cause are like freedom fighting, you know what I mean? Literal Just Cause, you know? Uh, some game called Contraband. I mean, Rage 2 is, you know, post-apocalyptic. You know, Mad Max <laughs> post-apocalyptic, you know. Uh, so yeah, I don't so, really uh, think any of that. Avalanche software uh, is a uh, 
Is well, not maybe in. I'm thinking of the wrong studio. Yeah, try try Avalanche Software and check their anti-Semitism section. Yeah, it's like again, it's, if if this is our if these are the lengths we're going to to hey. just get Sorry. people on our side or or win one for our side, it's like we we we're heading in the wrong direction fast, and it's like this that, that everything you just <laughs> described, everything you just. <laughs> listed as far as like what they're trying to you know push in terms of yeah. a narrative about this game is like yeah. i can't i can't speak i, I was can't. very i was very wrong avalanche avalanche studios and avalanche software very different games that they've made i was right the first time disney infinity all three of them cars three cars two toy story three hannah montana uh chicken little a uh, dragon ball z stasis Rugrats, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, uh, and a few other ones. 25 to Life, Tack 2. Sounds pretty racist so, to me. Yeah, needless to say, I thought, like, I, I was a little confused when I was looking at all the, the Rage and the Just Cause stuff. I'm like, wait a second. Um, and then I was like, I thought, I swear I thought they made Disney Infinity. I mean, but this Disney art Disney is historically racist, so there you have it. <laughs> it wasn't Walt Disney himself Jewish. Yes, but you know, Jew apparently <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure also there were Jew Jewish people who uh made who helped make the Harry Potter movies as well, but apparently <laughs> those are anti-Semitic. <laughs> yes, apparently the thousands of people that have helped elevate Harry Potter and the franchise to their heights are circum vented by the fact that one person the person that wrote the books is awful yeah, yeah. like i the just house, don't buy that the, it's like the house health the house health thing narrative is just complete nonsense that that i can definitely speak to because in the in the original series the house elves are the treatment of the house elves are very explicitly framed because the remember the books are the original books and movies are framed from the perspective of harry even though it's written in third person so but we're largely going from harry's perspective and the treatment of house elves is consistently considered horrible <laughs> and and is in no way condoned like the people who are pro house elf slavery are portrayed as explicitly dark wizards who are also anti-muggle so in in fact harry goes out of his way to make sure to you know free house elves along with harmione and <laughs> and dumbledore literally made we find out that the house elves are working in the kitchens but they're literally being paid <laughs> to do it even though they don't want the money they, they're, they're literally being paid to do it so there there's this narrative that oh that the Harry Potter books have been pro-slavery is quite fucking crazy. <laughs> I, don't understand, yeah. I don't understand how that got how that got out. But I also don't understand how people can't separate the fact that it's it's a work of fiction. It's a story, and like, yeah, you're, we're not like glorifying it or anything, but like, like it's part of the story, and like I just I feel like people nitpick situations where you can have that stuff be part of the story and where you can't. But Jay, because like, come on, come on, let's be real. The goblins, they work at the bank. We know what they're, we know what they're trying to say. 
Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. Um, all of this stuff has been a part of the narrative the, the entire time, like the entire series. Well, since, well no. Since Actually, no. So all the stuff has been in the series, but it didn't really, and people loved it. No one had any problems with the book. They're, they're pushback against Harry Potter and digging into, you know, what everything really means started around, you know, the time where this so social media activism really started pick it, picking up and JK Rowling decided that she was, she was, she felt guilty that her, her books weren't at, weren't as woke as the stuff that is current, that was shaping the current environment because JK Rowling is a raging liberal. Let's, you know, that I know she gets called a fascist a lot, but she actually is a raging liberal. And the what initially started the JK Rowling controversy wasn't her comments on trans people. It was her trying to retroactively make her books more progressive than they were, which ended up backfiring because people's because calling trying to do that and calling attention to it made people who are more progressive now start looking at look going over her work with a fine tooth cone saying actually <laughs> like because you know it started off with her saying oh actually Dumbledore was gay the whole time and actually Hermione is black even though she's explicitly described in the books as as white and then and then people start looking into it as like you know what it is on second on a not second viewing it is weird that the goblins are controlling the banks and and, and you have a black character whose last name is Shacklebolt. Is Hermione's last name? No, Hermione's last name is Granger. There there oh, okay. there there are t I think there are two primary black characters in the original Harry Potter books. There is Kingsley Shacklebolt, who is uh, uh who was an aura, one of the uh, wizarding police, and works with Harry and their their freedom fighters, and one of Harry's classmates, uh, Dean Thomas. So, 50, 50, 50 on the names. Well, I mean Kingsley. I mean King. You know, King. <laughs> we was Kings. I was just I was just trying to fill out if this you know was simply in response to you know recent events. So it's like I know the hate campaign against J.K. Rowling has been going on for like years at this point. Yeah. So I'm like, was everybody okay with all of this until you know she came out and spoke out against you know trans movements and Pretty things much. like that? Yeah. Everyone was okay with the books until she went on Twitter and started trying to make the books more woke and retroactively. <laughs> retroactively, and then. And, that, and people were just telling her to shut up, and then she she uh, discovered the trans issues, and, and and then it was just over for there. <laughs> I get it. It's like um, as somebody who just got into the Harry Potter series, like literally, I want to say this year, if not well, not this year, we in 2023, I forgot. But you know, just last year, it's like I watched the whole series for the first time last year. Um, I, I didn't get into it when it originally started coming out, like when the movie started dropping and everything. So it's like I didn't grow up with a, a great sense of nostalgia for it or anything like that. Um, the, the series is fine and it's like looking at it objectively, it's like 
yes, I can understand. People have been waiting for this, this a game like this for, for decades at this point. And it's like, you're finally there. You're like, we got the Lego games, we got the old PlayStation 1 games, and it's like, now you're stepping into AAA territory with a world that people have been dying to get in, dying to be a part of and everything. And it's like, right when you're there, oh, well, you're, you're a bigot if you play this. And it's mm -hmm. like, why, why would you do that to somebody that's been waiting for yeah. something this long? It's like, that's, that's totally not fair, bro. And it's like, again, I understand trying to go to extremes because you feel like you're dealing with an extreme situation. And again, you know, even if everybody who feels strongly about that decided not to, to buy the project, um, buy the game, they're not going to support the project and everything. The game is still going to make a ton of money because more people just don't feel that that strongly about it or more people are just simply been waiting to get into this world in any fashion they can and it's like the game is going to sell it's going to make money and it's like i understand that hurts but as i said with any movement you have to be okay with knowing everybody's not going to be on your side and you you may not make as big of an impact as you may have hoped to or you may want to but you can't start going to you know attacking people who hey the game might be mid you get what i'm saying and then now you you got negative reviews and you can get your wish either way because word of mouth killed the game so it's like you don't have to end friendships you don't have to demonize people for enjoying something they, they're not enjoying jk rowling everybody seems to be on the same accord about she's trash so it's like why why take it a step further and be like oh well if you support this game you're you're a piece of shit it's like that's I, I don't i don't get it yeah. that's just there are people who literally have no idea what any of this is <laughs> like, like, i think that's <laughs> the biggest thing is there, there's going to be so many people that have that don't live on twitter and have no idea this is even happening yeah literally that, if, like this only exists on twitter like <laughs> yeah pretty for the most part like if you go outside in the real in the real world there are people there are, there are legit people who just some a lot of them read the books and found, heard about the game or like oh cool or they watch the movies and like oh a game's coming out okay <laughs> they don't they, they they go to work they come home <laughs> they, they, they don't know any, they don't go on twitter they don't they don't know what's going on with any, with any of this stuff they don't they don't read kotaku <laughs> they, they, they're they're just going about their day and uh, and apparently they're <laughs> they're trash because they're playing they're playing yeah. a video game i i feel like the internet is just a collection of people trying really hard to find the next thing to be to just like be able to say oh did you see this this is awful get them you know what i mean like like people spend all their time looking for things to hate that's pretty much and Twitter. I kind of feel like that's <laughs> and i feel like that speaks more about them than anything else you know what i mean like i i just don't understand this mentality where you're you're trying to like stick up for people by being an awful person i just don't understand that mentality and i, I i'm i'm i made a decision a few years ago uh i don't i don't i don't deal with politics on twitter and stuff like that you know like like there's there's no point because there has literally never been an opinion swayed in the history of twitter everybody is exactly where they are and the only thing that we're having is pissing contests that are just getting worse and worse where people just mm -hmm. dig into the sand and they're not moving you know what i mean and that's what i feel like this is i don't even feel like jk rowling even 
believes half of the the nonsense she says as deeply as as people want her want to make it out to be i just feel like she doesn't want somebody telling her like that she can't feel the way that she does and it's just this constant double down like, i don't I, know I, much or anything feel, about her i feel like she's tro- i know i feel like she's trolling <laughs> I, I sometimes feel that way too like and and, and and people hate that they hate it when oh it doesn't matter i i get paid any anyway you know like i know people like are so mad at her for saying that but they're mad at her because it's true and because she said the quiet part out loud you know what i mean like that's the part they hate and that they don't have a good alternative to that like they can't dispute it and it's a pissing contest and i don't jk Rowling has no incentive at this point to to change because she's gotten a bunch of new supporters out of all (laughs) out of all this and why would and why would she change when she gets literally thousands of of death threats every day <laughs> why would why would she why wouldn't she troll she, she doesn't have to do anything for the rest of her life she's with, she, she's a billionaire <laughs> she's created this universe it's kind of like george lucas okay like george lucas created star wars and, and then like, hundreds of other people got their hands on the universe and started crafting it in other directions and in other ways okay and that is what is going to happen here all right like there's all these other people dipping their toes in and and creating things within the universe and george lucas got paid you know what i mean that's a difference all of that's the difference george lucas sold he 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 sold out he was like no no but i'm talking about before he sold though like before he sold there was the comics there were books yeah yeah, he had to extend the extended universe which is considered non-canon but i feel like it wasn't then but i feel like it's crazy that they never really like try to adapt to more of that stuff because those are like some of the best stories but i think i think th- th- what people are waiting for is for jake around to just sell the ip <laughs> but but why oh my god you just made me think of something <laughs> well, that i have I should... to say before we go too far <laughs> do we have a part of this where we talk about glass onion glass onion uh we can i have not i have not seen it i've read the reviews okay okay we'll wait we'll wait then i've read the reviews i heard it heard it's uh terrible but <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah but but, no, yeah. no, I, I'll wait until you guys have seen it. <laughs> but, I have, uh, I have feelings. Yeah, feeling. Isn't, isn't that, isn't yeah. it, isn't a glass onion about Elon Musk? Um, I think you can. There's, you can make a correlation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's Ryan Johnson who made the worst Star Wars movie. Oh, uh, of course. And, <laughs> that's why. Um, that's why Jay hates it. I actually, I actually really liked Knives Out. Like my wife and I watched it. We really liked it, and uh, we. Eh, this movie was okay, but it was really dumb, and I don't know. I watch, so anyway, I watch Knives Out, and uh, we'll and we'll we'll see how I feel about Glass <laughs> Glass Glass Onion. But yeah, but I think there are people that are like, oh my god, Glass Onion is absolute genius, and then there are people that are like, it's like you're one or the other. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, but you you bringing up um like all the other people, it something you said triggered ryan johnson so how, that how, made me think of it how, how much did you think was would be enough to sell for jk ron to sell the ip and just make make all this go away <laughs> dude she, i mean i bet she could sell it for easily a billion or more you know maybe maybe like a quarter of what 
Star Wars got. I mean, and then just yeah, uh, yes. give it off. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm think I can, I'm thinking of it. So Star Wars, peak Star Wars, Star Wars sold for four billion. I think so. Yeah, but Harry Potter's bigger than Star Wars. Is it? Rem- I wouldn't go that far. I, I don't I, think so. I think it's, I think there's an argument to be made that Hogwarts, that Harry Potter, what at the height surpassed Star Wars because Star Wars was had the what had the great original trilogy and a very long gap. Then you had the then you had the diminishing quality of of the prequels. Like it was, it was obviously a huge IP, but I mean, Harry Potter sold more than the Bible. <laughs> I mean, this this was a this was a crazy franchise. So, it's not it's not that George like George Lucas got divorced after the third movie, and like literally went into the pit of misery, and that is why Star Wars got shelved for so long. Like they ruined, you know, the peak years of of having Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and um, so Han, uh, so, Star, Ford. so Star Wars is a bit of a what if thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of what if to it, but he he trusted people to continue the story, and they told amazing stories. But I think he always intended for one, two, and three to come after three, uh, four, five, and six. Like he always intended on coming back, he just sure. didn't come back soon enough. But like those movies still, like blew through the roof, you know. Like, and I mean, say what you want about the the prequel trilogy. I mean, Episode Three, I think, is one of the strongest. I would hold Episode Three against every Star Wars movie, you know. Like I loved Episode Three personally. Um, I think it's actually my second favorite, uh, behind. Huh. I was like, I can see that. I get it. But yeah, I, I don't. I mean, Potter's huge. Trust me. I, I went when I was in New York City. We went to a Harry Potter store, you know, and it was actually one of the coolest things. Like, I don't know anything about Harry Potter, but we had butter beer. It was uh, delightful. Yeah, it was, that was, it yeah, was basically root. That was a drinking, yeah, popular drink in the in the years. I'm gonna say, yeah, we uh, Harry Potter brought home like a special cup. Harry Potter is. is objectively bigger than Tolkien. Like, come on now. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, I like, That's what I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, as, as somebody who's Lord of the who's Ring wildly movies. on the outside is like, the, yeah, the, I, I don't know. The, the Lord of Ring, the Lord of Ring movies were, were good, but JK Rowling, no one, not the, the actual Bible has not sold more than the Harry Potter books. <laughs> I don't believe that. It's in every hotel room in America. So, so is Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter is, is definitely a, a continuing to grow franchise, but like Star Wars, like that that is the Bible for a lot of people at this point. Yeah. And um, Lord of the Rings, like people people fight to this day. Like the you can't even really criticize those original movies, that original trilogy for Lord of the Rings, really, because everybody has objectively just not even not even objectively biasly agreed that though that's a perfect trilogy. I, I have my thoughts on that, but you know, it's like it's it's tough. Like there are there are some massive franchises out there, and it's like like even with Marvel, like Marvel is doing you know you know billions literally, but it's like. I don't think they they would even be tough enough to go up against like Star Wars in their, in his prime or 
Yeah, it's like it's, it, there's a, a big debate to be had there, and I don't still think Harry Potter is still like you know kind of growing up in that capacity. How many? How many? Co- how many? Without looking it up, how many copies do you think Harry Potter has sold book wise? I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you, bro. A lot. Just, just, <laughs> just ballpark. A billion. At least a billion by now. Yeah. At least a billion by now. That's a. That's actually a good guess. Uh, according according to this, five hundred million. See, that's all I'm saying. That's, like, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of books. That's a lot of books, but we project. I think the Bible sells like, that many copies a year. Twenty million a year. Okay, that's 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 quite a bit. That is quite a bit. That's how. Hold on, five hundred million is how much they've sold in their lifetime, or that's what they do in a year? Because that's crazy. It's no way. It's a year. No. I was about to say, like, no. Nobody. But there mm. aren't even five hundred no, million that. books sold not that, in a year. Not that year. crazy. That's why I'm you like, know? what's going on with the numbers? Like, hold on. But this yeah, is like this was it's a massive franchise. You know, she she's set for life. Like, she can literally say what she wants for until she pisses off the wrong people and gets mm-hmm. those bank accounts frozen. You know, then then you know, yeah. similar to Kanye, is like <laughs> yeah. then. <laughs> the downfall will truly been <laughs> be active but you know as it is right now like pissing off you know former harry potter fans isn't looks, a world crime looks like that hurt in her bank account looks like that was 500 million in 2018 so that was just one year a total or that's From, a, up total. to up that was when the numbers were up to yeah okay. 2018 so they haven't been updated since 2018 as far as i can tell gotcha but 500 million up to that is <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine they've, they've done a, a decent amount since then. But, yeah, um, like I said, I, I like the, the the franchise. I like the world that she created for the most part. Um, the Fantastic Beasts, you know, uh, spinoff. I thought that was those movies were OK. I, I think the first one was still the best. Um, I went to see the third one in theaters. You, you, you um, actually you saw the third one in theater, so yeah, I forgot about that. Holy, yeah, I was not, was, I was not touching that one, bro. <laughs> I was, was nothing. I was, I like the first two, so I was like, I, I, I'll check it out. I was done after the first one, honestly, bro. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this, this shouldn't have been made in the first place. Like, I actually have the, I actually had the uh, original Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them book, and and I was like, oh, this is a, this is a fun little read, literally little. It was like. The, the book was like was like this was like this tall <laughs> and and when i found out they were making a trilogy out of it i was like <laughs> what how <laughs> yeah that, I, that, now that if well they're doing more than a trilogy because the the last movie is just like the setup for another movie so it's like that, that yeah. definitely isn't the end because that's the question <laughs> yeah, but I really, I really liked Fantastic Beasts. Oh my god! I was about to say I liked, I liked the movie. The Fantastic Beasts I didn't watch the books. One. Yeah, I, I didn't. I haven't touched the books. Um, I, mean, I thought the, the I mean, first movie was was solid. Um, yeah. it's not perfect. I, would, I wouldn't argue it's a perfect movie by any means. I thought, but... I thought the first one was was solid. The the second one, and uh, uh, um. yeah, the <laughs> second one we we kind of meandered a little bit, and then in the third one, it we it. Because my problem, my, one of my main problems with it is that it's not fa- it's not a Fantastic Beast. Mo- it's that's not what it is. Like this is why I thought it was ridiculous to make a Fantastic Beast trilogy because that's look, there's not enough material. 
they could have yeah, i mean they could have gone that route like they could have done because there are a lot of magical creatures in the wizarding world that they could have explored in subsequent movies uh there's there's some really powerful ones that they definitely could have gone into but instead they just made it a uh, origin story for, for for dumbledore and and his war and his uh war with with grindelwald and uh, and apparently his uh his uh hot and spicy relationship <laughs> that we that was in no way hinted at in the books <laughs> yeah, so what i would say is the fantastic beast stuff is definitely like it was it was it was confusing especially after the second movie to see that still being the title like like this is the the main premise of the movie and it's like this is this is such a small part of this story it's crazy <laughs> yeah, it's like, it literally could be just the, the life of dumbledore or the dumbledore chronicles or something because that's the main crux it's like he's just manipulating people from behind the scenes but fantastic beast like if you're solely focusing on like newt scamander and his adventures and stuff will work perfectly as like a, a small hbo max project or something Absolutely. like that and just just let him have his like because he's 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 actually great like i actually really like the character um i like his little theme they got for him it works and then from there is like we just continue to put him on the sideline we're bringing his human companion into the forefront a little more it was like when he had a wand in the third movie, I'm like, what is going on? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> I think I'm like... just sorry. No, go ahead, Jay. No, I was going to say, I think I just found like the perfect segue, but uh, you go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah, it's like, the, like I said, the movies aren't perfect. And, you know, the first one is clearly the best of the three that have come out so far. Um, I really like Johnny Depp's, you know, take on Grindelwald in the second one. Um, Colin Farrell was interesting. Um, Madge Mickelson, he he was all right in the third one. It's like he ha he has a strong presence, but it's not as interesting or as intriguing as um as Johnny Depp was in the second one. But isn't Ezra Miller um, in this? It, it, it's it's all oh, listen. It all just came together in a world. This is what I was interrupting for. In a world where Johnny Depp got canceled, but Ezra Miller did not. How did that happen? <laughs> the flash you can't count well, i know no i flash. i mean obviously that was all before the ezra miller stuff really started but it is a very interesting uh actually thing makes to look at actually makes perfect sense uh johnny depp is a straight white man and ezra miller is non-binary is non-binary so there you go <laughs> yeah he, he gets um i i don't know they, if you were ready a, to they get step a pass. off of the uh, of the Potterverse, but uh, I, I I could not help but notice the uh, the opportunity to yeah. flashpoint cruise, cruise right into Ezra Miller, who, who according to uh, the latest reports, a Variety had a pretty uh, interesting article. Uh, they they've had a couple of those about the goings on of DC under the James Gunn uh, leadership. Uh, according to them, apparently The Rock tried to stage a coup <laughs> after, after during the merger. Like he he was uh when when there was a leadership vacuum, The Rock and his uh, people were trying to fill that vacuum that a uh, vacuum by going directly straight to Dave's Z Dave Zaslov <laughs> and say and and try to uh, basically control the future of the DCU by building it around Black Adam and leading up to a superman versus black adam film with a uh, henry cavill and 
of course that went up in smoke so <laughs> when uh black adam completely flopped <laughs> in the in the box office and now he's out and then there then the biggest thing that came out of that was the report that ezra miller was being considered to be kept on in the dcu <laughs> because they have been not uh choking any women or kidnapping any teenage girls lately so so they're like i mean allegedly, I mean, allegedly. look at it look at it look at it logically <laughs> They literally terrorized Hawaii like they were Godzilla and didn't get caught for that. So do you want to be the person that, that fires Ezra Miller and then he's just on the loose with, with you on his list? No, nobody wants that at DC. They're like, we're, Ezra is fine. He, Apparently. He's getting help. He's fine. Henry, he's reasonable. He, we can let Henry go. He won't attack us. What's weird is that, that James Gunn has not been too shy about debunking some of these reports. Like uh, someone specifically asked him about the Variety article and what they said about Ezra Miller. And he <laughs> sidestepped the Ezra Miller question and was like, well, it's not a three year pro. It's not a three year plan. It's going to be eight to 10 years, <laughs> but we're, we're only going to tell it because but I don't even think the article even said that really. They were they just said that Wonder Woman wasn't going to be in their three year plan. And if you're only going to reveal the first three years of the plan anyway, then you're not really disputing the, the, the article. They're basically saying that's what that's what you're going to do. So this uh, this looks weird. Like we could potentially be saying uh, uh, James Gunn's vision uh, is uh, Ezra Miller, no Henry Cavill, no Wonder Woman. The first three, the first three years. Here's what I think. Okay, he can't. I think he's not addressing the Ezra Miller situation because he can't tank that movie before it's out. He needs to like keep any <laughs> level of positivity around it as he can. They're already because tanked. they've made it. <laughs> I know you think that, but again, I think it's Twitter, and I don't think most people even remotely understand anything that Ezra Miller has or hasn't done. Like, I think that is still like under the radar. It's on obviously not in Hawaii. Say that to us. <laughs> All right, but like Hawaii is is inarguably the smallest state, and nobody cares about them anyway. Like you, nobody popular, remembers they're there. Very popular vacation spot, sir. I lived there for three years, so like trust me, okay. Hawaii um, didn't deserve the Godzilla experience, James. But I mean. <laughs> like at the end of the day they've decided that this movie is going to happen it's going to come out and then i i think they just need to keep it like at, like try to ignore the noise let it get out and then deal with everything then that's the only thing i can hope for because it, it does not make sense i i've said it for weeks now like if you're going to reboot just do it completely like fresh like enema flush it all out and just start over fresh you but, know? but apparently they're and, not they're, they're, it's not even going to be a full reboot well as I said to Caboose <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> how you can keep inarguably okay the the worst of the seven and they didn't in, in that counts whichever you believe is the best CGI Green Lantern okay like 
Remember that unite the seven and we only got to six? Indeed. So I think potentially we from what I heard, we could see Ezra Miller, Zachary Levi, I mean Zachary Zachary Levy, John Cena, and James Gunn's wife. <laughs> stick sticking it sticking around. And everyone else is just maybe J- Jason Momoa recast and Ben Affleck moved to director role. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I, I, I feel like people, this is a t- stereotype, like this is just like all the people that are demanding a Spider-Man 2 trailer and a Spider-Man 2 release date. And like all the, like everybody feels like they're entitled to every internal development as it happens in real time mm, and i think I everybody just needs to kind of take di- a step i think it's a bit different from the insomnia situation like the insomnia situation most people are are just chilling they're just excited to learn more because insomnia doesn't miss and the vocal ones yeah yeah the i mean the vocal one even the vocal ones are just are just like oh i just really want to see a trailer there it's not like they're, no, there, there's been some harassment there yeah because they're not they they haven't seen any footage in in over a year. That's that's what the the loudness about the DC is the fact that we're they're not being quiet <laughs> that quiet. Like we're we're the developments are happening and they're developments that many many people think are very stupid. <laughs> they're happening, okay. It's, but like Henry, a lot of it is all just reports and not yeah. even confirmed. But we 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 have in fact confirmed that Henry Cavill is fired. <laughs> so, sure, sure. It's but like we we all we all. But I, again, I've been I've been of the belief, okay, that you have to just let it play out. You know, I think it sucks. I want Cavill. I was thrilled when Cavill was back. You know, like I I still can't unsee him as Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally the perfect casting right we all agree on that and he's gone um and he's gone i i i get it all right so and, what we, and I, so, so we have the speculation what we know for a fact is that henry cavill's fired and we're gonna have ezra miller's flash movie we're gonna have the second shazam and aquaman movie we're gonna have blue beetle we're gonna have joker 2 the musical <laughs> And we're gonna have Tanahisi Coates bat uh Superman project. We still know that or not know that. It's still it's still in develop it's in development. It hasn't yeah. it hasn't been just, shelved. Just, just jumping in. <laughs> I, I think like just listen, just listen to what's been said in the past five minutes of this whole little <laughs> segment. This is like the greatest just chaotic mess that's that we've been watching play out for over a decade at this point like you you kicked off this universe with man of steel and you just now tried to get to a point where you can green light a sequel for this man a, a proper sequel it's like you're failing you're you're failing publicly Very wonder bad. woman Very wonder bad. woman 84 movie was it's like tonally these movies are all over the place like aquaman you got Booyah. Aquaman and then you got Shazam. <laughs> you know, Shazam doesn't even really fit in with anybody tonally. And then Black Adam comes in with a completely darker, different tone, which would fit the Snyderverse. But you're you're a Shazam villain. So it's like you, you, you're trying to make yourself a Superman villain. And it's like, 
what is happening over there, bro? Like, what is happening? And, Ezra Miller is terrorizing <laughs> people in real life. It's, it's, it's literally the worst the situation could be. You got some hits. You got the Batman. You got the Joker doing well. If anything fails, put more Batman in it. That's, you know that's, what, that's, what, like, that's what it is. It, it's time to try something different. Just before we start, you know, pitchforking James Gunn to death, let's just see what happens. Something has to change. The Ezra Miller stuff, I get it, bro. Like, I don't even know what what last year for him was like i don't even know what that was about but the idea that yes you can do all of this and still have your job in a in a project where you know people are being replaced and, and you know booted left and right you got the batwoman stuff getting you know booted henry's out we don't know if wonder woman is out batman who knows you get what i'm saying it's like it's just chaos over there and it's like i understand being up in arms but it's like if you suffer through all of this extra stuff up until this point you can give james gunn at least up until his first project to get off the ground like the flashpoint they're they're going to reshoot some stuff try to use that as the jumping off point to get stuff headed in a different direction completely and then it's like but we're just trying to kill him before we even get off the ground because we didn't get what we want. You haven't been getting what you wanted for over a decade. Like none of this is what anybody wants outside I, of the extreme Snyder fans. I have to address a comment in chat that I just saw and I, I can't unsee. And it's Eastwood saying that he could get behind a J Enema. And I feel like that has to all live in your brains too. Oh. Because I I I don't know anybody that would want to be behind that, uh, to be fair. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I, I had to address that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I don't know if that's what he attended, but I have a feeling that he did. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Anyway, um, DC chaos. <laughs> to speak on what uh, Casual was talking about, though, with Ezra Miller and everything, I, the, the, the kidnapping, the brainwashing, the whatever that situation was, that one was weird. Um, yeah, that's a way to describe it. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that one's weird. The terrorizing Hawaii stuff. I mean, we talk about like caring about mental health and stuff like that. It, it really, like, what if it was just a really bad mental breakdown that played out very publicly that we would have never known about? It, except for it was Ezra Miller. Like, you, just, you know what I mean? Jay, what if you just described Kanye West? But I I agree with that though, and and like I I don't want to like yeah mental health excuses sure, but like but it's a real thing. So like at what point are we caring about people's mental health, and at what point do we just make a joke about it? It seems like it's just a matter of convenience, and I don't think that excuses anything that they did but i feel like i just i feel like it's valid but also i feel like there's there's a very clear limit to the bounds of mental of mental health made me do it like it yeah it's yeah we should definitely have sympathy and try to get these people the help that they need instead you know in, in the case of ezra miller they seem to have shoved them straight into therapy and are keeping them away from teenage girls for their foreseeable future. Whereas Kanye West is being shuffled from whatever platform will have him in his ill-fated attempt to become the next president of the United States. So there's there's definitely validity to that, but at the same time, 
I mean, <laughs> I, I can't explain him. Out, like, I don't think anybody can ever explain him out of that abduction scenario. I don't like, I'm not gonna pretend I know everything about it. That one is weird, but everything else, like if, if they legitimately went and got the help they needed and there has legitimately been change, I, I mean, why is that like, why can't that, why can't you like get a second chance? You know what I mean? I'm not making excuses. For them i mean i mean are, like, we, are we sure it's a second chance are, are we on like the you're are we on the fourth? it could it could be it could are be we on a, are, we like, on a, are we on a sixth <laughs> but like that was like an escalating series of events you know what i mean and look i mean it there was, was a point where was, uh, I, robert downey jr was awful yeah and then he cleaned he cleaned up his act but it went but you know robert downey jr was mainly self-sabotaging i mean Ezra went from, hey, stop. Hey, did Ezra Miller just choke this woman? <laughs> to, yeah. hey, does Ezra Miller just throw a bottle at me? <laughs> why is Ezra Miller breaking into my room? <laughs> why, why is Ezra Miller leading a cult? Why did Ezra yeah. Miller, why is Ezra Miller talking to these underage girls? Why is Ezra Miller running off with my daughter? <laughs> and, I, and I can't dispute, like, the comments, the comments in chat are legit. Mental health is, is a crutch, you know, because it's one of those tough things where it's like, you know, are you, is it legitimate or are you just using that? You know what I mean? And, and how do you. How do you like, I don't know, like, how do you be sensitive to the reality of the situation? And how do you know, you know what I mean? I don't know. It, it's a, it's a tough thing. I ultimately believe not just because of the stuff that he done, he's done, but because I thought he was terrible as the flash that I really feel like starting fresh across the board is the way to go. And I don't think they're going to talk about it until They've had the opportunity to just pump out this movie, get it done and over with. Like, I just think they need to get all their commitments completed, and then we're going to start seeing what's really going to happen. And I wouldn't believe anything until then. Yeah. I mean, Unless they say outright. It's, you have to commit to a program. Like, this, this whole debacle with DC has come from non-committal to anything to any real vision so oh we're gonna go with zack snyder's vision oh well man of steel didn't perform like we wanted to so now studio intervention let's shove more batman in there oh matter of fact not just batman let's sh let's shove wonder woman in there let oh now we have to set up the flash aquaman and all this stuff and none of this makes any sense because the only goal is to catch up with marvel and you can't because you're starting like you know what five years behind it's like bro you can't you can't just jump out in front with with cobbled together projects yes you have bigger names than they they started off with but you didn't use them right to the point where superman you you don't even trust giving Su superman a sequel that's crazy batman oh well bat ben affleck's gonna have his own movie never manifested we never got that movie to this day oh we're gonna do a different batman movie yeah we're gonna have a different joker we're gonna Bro, what are you doing over there? Like, what's happening? <laughs> we don't even know what projects are coming, which ones are going. Where is Ezra Miller right now? There, like, there's a thousand questions with DC just for the future. Like, we don't even know what the future looks like five months from now because everything is so, mm -hmm. so up in the air. It's like, this is crazy. 
and the like Sony is bad. Fox was doing bad before they got bought out by Disney, but it's like DC has been like desperately bad for over a decade. Like you've been in the forefront of trying to outdo Marvel and you've been doing that every way you can do something like that wrong from the start. Like you started off wrong. You didn't have the right vision for this. You went with a guy who genuinely had no real understanding of Superman. Um, Shout out to Henry Cavill for still being able to win fans over despite that that first movie. And it's like you the fact that you're even still here just shows how much people care about this IP because this this is crazy. Like just listening to this conversation <laughs> about what's going on with DC is is like utter chaos. Ezra Miller aside, like that's an extra layer of chaos. <laughs> that's a whole another meal of chaos on top of it. Like, dude, this is absolutely crazy. This is really going to, because at the end of the day, it's really going to hit. We're going, we're going to get some more clarity once James Gunn finally comes out with his grand plan that he's supposed to be revealing this month. But at the end of the day, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's definitely going to be a source of heavy scrutiny. But really, it's just going to come down to that first Superman movie. He's also working on an unannounced show. Uh, he's written a bunch of it, but. That first Superman movie is gonna is gonna set is gonna set the toes, and if you're ready to kill it, if he if he, if he doesn't if he doesn't knock it out of the park, oh boy, is is this what oppression feels like? Because no. I I mispronounce Miss <laughs> Long's name, and I I get pitchforks as you should, but, uh, as you should. But casual over here talking about Mister Cavill and crickets. This this must be what oppression feels like. It's ca- it's fine. Casual casual can get away with it. <laughs> but yes, like like seriously though, it's like Re- reparations, my friend. Reparations. All right, I'll take one that, for the team. That WB is going through a, like they just got bought out. You're you're overhauling all of these projects. You're trying to manage the Ezra Miller situation, and you got the J.K. Rowling situation going on. It's like. That is a madhouse. That, that is, that well, is they were going day. bankrupt for a reason. Yeah, that, you know, that, lots of bad decisions got them there. Ray yeah. Fisher is still making noise against them. James yeah. Gunn, man, those bo- hostile takeover. Man, there's a lot. Um, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to boycott. I mean, if you're you not only do you have to boycott Hogwarts Legacy, you also have to boycott all of WB's projects and companies <laughs> because they they are they are continuing to give J.K. Rowling money. The Rock, he thought they were weak enough for a, a takeover. It's like, bro, what is he, happening he, over he, there? He, <laughs> over, he overestimated his box office power because uh, yeah. that that was a dud. <laughs> that was uh, James coming through. Thank you with the twenty dollars super chat. That's not cheap at all. Do you think since DC has the legendary class of heroes and villains, they should be the adult superhero flicks? The Watchmen slash Sin City, Dark Knight, Man of Steel vibes. Ooh, that that is the interesting uh, distinction because D- DC and Marvel obviously play, played out very different. But DC, both the comic wise, they both have their dark storylines. They have their their bright storylines. It's really when it when it came to the cinematic universe where that distinction happened. Because I remember growing up watching both Marvel and DC projects. You know, you had the famous um, 
Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, X-Men and the Spider-Man series. And then you had a lot of the straight to DVD, Marvel, DC projects. They were very similar. And then when the MCU was formed, that's when we kind of got this signature Marvel identity where everything was going to be pretty light, you know, you know, very, very bright, a lot of, lot of witty banter. Whereas with DC, because everything was basically a Batman movie, <laughs> it was the, uh, it was basically this reputation of, uh, apart from the George Clooney, <laughs> everything was, was, you know, very dark and brooding and serious. And that, and that prompted uh, Zack Snyder to be chosen to take over the DCEU and put that sort of, you know, postmodern, deconstructed, dark, gritty feel to the DC universe, even though Superman historically is very hopeful, bright, colorful character. So that is interesting. Is, is it better served for DC to go that route or should they, or should James Gunn just James gun it up. <laughs> I think they, I think it needs to be accessible. Go ahead. I was about to say, like, they literally just tried that for the past decade. Like, they were the, the dark version or the serious <laughs> hero movies, and they were terrible. It's like, <laughs> let, let that go. Like, um, a, a DC um, dark or something like that. You can do that, but you have to make that a separate universe. So, like, you know, characters like Constantine and mm -hmm. uh, Zatanya, Zatanna. Yeah, they, they can definitely work as their own thing, but it's like you have to establish that you can bring back the Watchmen and all of that stuff if you want to or, or do a, a reboot of that or something. But it's like there, there's a venue for that. You you cannot make both that they can't coexist alongside or in the same universe directly with like bright and hopeful Superman. Actually, like actually Superman and Batman, like they didn't they didn't totally set that up properly at all. I actually would kind of like to see uh a crossover because I I didn't I didn't finish the run, but I know for DC Rebirth they did a crossover with uh having Doctor Manhattan come over into the DC universe and cause the cause of ruckus. That was, was that, that out, and they could actually do that in in the DCU if they if they if they wanted to go there. Also, there there's a there's a lot of possibilities. I agree with Casual. There there should be there should there shouldn't just be a I, th I feel like if they're going to J if they're going to try the Marvel route, there is something to be said about tonal consistency. But as Marvel has has shown with some of their better projects, they don't all have to be you know the <laughs> the, 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 the the same the same note. You know, Werewolf by Night is very different from She Hawk and not just in quality <laughs> and, and the tone. <laughs> and tone as well and aesthetic so i think so yeah i would absolutely love a you know a bright superman alongside uh justice league dark with a with, with a constantine and and stuff like that i think that would i think that would make sense what about you jay i really feel like the number one thing they need to do is keep everything connected like i think that works really well for marvel and knowing that everybody is in the same universe you don't have to see them all the time but just to know that they're all there i think that's first and foremost what they should be doing mm -hmm. i do think that something dark and something bright can exist in that same universe so i think they just need 
to be accessible. Like, I don't think it's a good thing necessarily to be trying to target. Like, everybody always talks about, even with Marvel, like, oh, I want this to be rated R. <laughs> but I don't think that makes sense in every case, you know? Sure. Like, like, sure, there should be some, you know, a little bit of, like, Deadpool. You know, you want to see some blood. You want to see a little bit of gore. You know, you're going to have some, some language and stuff like that. But it doesn't have to go hard R, you know what I mean? Like... Like there's definitely a path to a dead a PG thirteen Deadpool that does that like straddles the line, you know what I mean? Sure. And the same thing happens with with DC. I think you just address it by character and try to make sure because like at the end of the day, like it is sort of about the kids too, and you're gonna want to make sure you get as many eyes on as possible. So like going hard R for everything or going dark for everything isn't always going to click. Mm, so so you don't so you don't think they should have Superman snap someone's neck in the group? No, <laughs> no in, in no in no capacity. Superman should literally never kill anybody ever. Like dark period. Side. Just kill dark side. We, we kill dark side. I don't even think he would kill Darkseid though. Like he poses too great of a threat. You don't you don't let him come back for, uh, for I mean the problem with Darkseid is that he's never dead because they're cause the, the whole well, you defeated this dark side, but actually it's an avatar and the real dark side is is a multiversal uh, concept, you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say um speaking to the tonal stuff like with Marvel um that was one of the things that kind of had me on the fence about them buying out um fox and getting all the the um x-men projects and deadpool and everything because it's like i don't want everything to be like like thor love and thunder or thor ragnarok like i don't want that for for deadpool and like wolverine i don't want him to not be able to, to stab people he has you know six inch claws let him stab people so it's like yes you know it doesn't have to be as violent as um logan was but it should still be somewhat similar to what we got like in x-men 2 when he when they really first started to show him stabbing people mm. on screen so it's like there's not blood it's not gory but he just put nails into somebody and you can see the whole imprints in the refrigerator and <laughs> it's like that was cool to see that was good enough and with dc superman should always be bright and hopeful you know you can still have you know serious storylines with him i don't know why people feel like you can't like he has to be like one or the other so he's either a boy scout or he's just the evil superman it's like he has plenty of range in between that you can explore you just have to do it properly and Batman is like, bro, we are literally using him as a crutch in, in, in this franchise at this point. Like, yes, Batman is going to sell, but it's like we are we're just taking it to the max with him in comics, <laughs> movies, games. Like you you literally just got Gotham Knights and the biggest story is it's not in 60 frames per second and where's <laughs> Batman? It's like <laughs> it's like, bro, relax on the Batman. Like he he can stand on his own, he can do his thing and everything. He can be a part of things. Like he's he's great by himself or a part of an ensemble, but at the same time, it's like you got Green Lantern, bro. You got other superheroes like the Flash who should have projects. Who should have had projects out of the door by now, but you couldn't because you don't trust any vision. 
the second you get criticism or it doesn't perform financially, we abort and change direction. Oh, uh, now more Wonder Woman. Well, Wonder Woman movie did good. Let's do that again. Oh, it didn't do good again. All right, Patty Jenkins, you're out. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's like, what are we doing over here, bro? So to, to be fair, slow down. To be fair, 1984 was a catastrophe. <laughs> the first one wasn't really that great though it's like i i know people have praised it because it's like coming off of batman versus superman it's like anything okay it was it was solid it was solid i mean the ending was kind of but that's that's what i was about to say the ending was where we really jumped off the bus the movie was good I, i thought i thought they did a pretty good pretty good job with it, it yeah the, just that third act didn't didn't, didn't quite stick to landing but oh 1984 <laughs> they didn't they didn't they didn't even land on the planet <laughs> that one holy that one, that, one, that was a problem on multiple levels <laughs> and, and that's what i'm saying like i know people think you have to be entrenched on one side so you're like either all about dc or you're all about marvel but genuine fans want both to thrive like we want a really good justice league movie like when they when we heard that was coming and what we got is like oh man like how did you mess up something like yeah. a batman versus mm-hmm. superman movie should have been massive bro like that should have been one of the biggest grossing mm-hmm. movies of all time but because you rushed it and you didn't know what the hell you wanted to yeah. do with this stuff it's like how do you mess that up? But it's like, yes, we mm. wanted to see a Batman and Superman movie since the nineties. Yeah, they could have, and the the animated movie of that was fantastic. the The problem is that they could have actually set that up properly. They should have did a prop. They should have did a Man of Steel, bright with a brighter tone, and then you have a solo Batman movie with a with a bat with Batfleck. And it's a it's very dark, you know, gritty as you as you expect. And he it is his more brutal take on on Batman. And then you have that set up this collision course for Batman v Superman, like in the comics, where essentially the because Superman is trying to be on the side of the government and be, you know, good Boy Scout, he he's told to go over and squash this uh uprising in gotham which has where the city has just gotten completely out of out of control and he's supposed to deal with batman and batman is 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 ready for him he wants he wants he wanted all the smoke i thought that was a fantastic uh animated film i thought it was a great i thought it was a great storyline in the comic and i think that was horribly executed because of the studio which is the concern with the with always concern with with DC because that de- concerns about Snyder's side. It was a studio I think that ultimately derailed the Snyderverse more or so because they were in such a hurry to compete with Marvel that they didn't really give him time to cook. Like it should it should have been multiple solo projects. It should have organically led up to all this stuff, but they just wanted everything. Like instead of Batman v Superman. It was Batman v Superman v Lex Luthor v Doomsday. Also, here's Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash. <laughs> oh, it's time for Justice League. Like, what are we? Like, what is this? Listen, like, as long as as long as James Gunn can do a Lantern War movie, I'm I'm in. The fact that I haven't seen this guy 
in in the DC universe, Mr. Atrocitus and the Red Lanterns. He's holding an Incineroar card in case you need to know the whole story um, because Slipshock uh, TV absolutely loves Incineroar. Um, and because if you know anything about Atrocitus, he has his cat Dexstar. So Nerd. Anyway, I, had to, I, had, I had to explain all that. Nerd. Um, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of nerd. No, and like, what's up, Fate Walker? Like, I... I would I would so much love to see a Lantanor movie. Like that's that's all James Gunn has to do for me. And hell, he's on Guardians of the Galaxy. If anybody can do some space stuff, <laughs> Tim. They should yeah, just let him just let him do Green Lantern at this point. John Stewart. <clears throat> I I agree. I, I actually for Green Lantern, I don't think it should be first of all, for Green Lantern, they should do a show. And it should focus on all of them because there's so many of them. Why pick one, you know, and, and give them all their opportunity. It should be a squad. Yeah. It shouldn't just be one of them. And then if you want to branch out and include one of them going in and out of the Justice League, that's fine. John Stewart. You know? John Stewart. If, yeah. <laughs> who would you, the who second would you best Green Lantern. The best Green Lantern. Yep. yep. Who, who would you cast as John Stewart in the um, DC? Uh, Denzel's kid. So, John, David, um, John David Washington. John David Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you guys would die? Ooh, who do I, who do I want as John? Who's who I want as John Stewart? You know what? You know I'm I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a shill because uh, I I love I love this when it came out, but I think John Diggle deserves his <laughs> deserves his flowers. He need in my head I was <laughs> like oh, I I hope he says it I hope he, he says it did, I I would love to see him at, get his shot as as John Stewart Green Lantern. Uh, I, I I was pissed that the CW and basically imploded <laughs> before before, I, before I think he got he's it. Too old for it at this point. I would say go go big and just get um Idris Elba. That's he, he got that, the star power. That's going that's going even that's going even that's going even older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not I mean I feel like that's the answer. Like he's he's like the token actor at this point. Like anytime you need your your black actor, it's like oh, just get Idris Elba now. Idris Elba versus um, Lobo, aka Jason Momoa. Movie out of year. We got that. So besides, uh, Idris Elba already has a role in the DCEU. He, he was in the Suicide Squad. That's right. Oh, that's that's true. right. That's yeah. Important. Well, they scrapped that anyway. So. Did they? Yeah. I don't think they did. Jay, Jay um, Shock Blast promised me that it was being scrapped. <laughs> I don't think it was. I never made such a such an assumption. I don't think that. I, I don't think that. I, I do I believe. I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's getting. <laughs> I think it's happening. I, I do believe that they should just clean break. You know what I mean? Uh, X, X, I'm through oh. with this with the final super chat. Do you think we will ever just get out of the basic roster for DC heroes? Think we could get a Booster Gold, Captain Adam, Midnighter, Blue Devil, Tempest. Hmm, interesting. Um, I mean, considering who James Gunn is and you know what he did for Marvel, what he did with the Suicide Squad and and a Peacemaker, I think that's actually a very likely scenario. I mean, we're getting we're, he didn't cancel the Blue Beetle movie. <laughs> Blue Beetle is exactly uh, a lister, so. I think we can definitely see more obscure characters 
in James Gunn's uh, universe because he knows from per personal experience that in both Marvel and DC that you can take characters that aren't as well known and bring them to the bring them to a more general audience if you execute them well. We guess. I think Blue Beetle is one of those ones where because there's no incorporation in what's already happened that you can actually let him continue rolling into this new DC universe and I think that's why they're not really canceling it because isn't isn't it Blue Beetle and Booster Gold that are like buddies? Who's uh, Booster Gold is like in general Booster Gold has like there's two of them mm -hmm. that are always together Booster Gold and, and someone else um, I can't remember who it is yeah, I, I was, think it I is was, Blue Beetle. I would say, you know, we we just got the Eternals on the big screen. I mean, so it's like, not the best example. It, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we, that, that's, 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 that's that's a deep cut into the comics. Like, you know, that end credits scene came up with Pip. <laughs> it's like nobody knew who the hell those characters were. Like, nobody, like, that was the most confusing end credit scene for general audiences since Thanos at the end of Avengers. Like, people were perplexed like what is going on who are these people what is this but it's like marv was deep digging deeper into their comic bag pulling up more obscure characters and bringing them to the main screen after the success of the guardians of the galaxy and i would think that would be the vision that james gunn sold dc management on overall like as far as a 10-year vision like we can start pulling up a lot more obscure characters we got hbl max in our back pocket for smaller shows yep. this can be a whole thing if we do it right and it's like I, I would i would have to believe stuff like that would be on the table pending success of these first few projects i i don't love a lot of the people suggesting characters for john stewart see yeah. to me john stewart you don't, you don't is like john stoic you don't like john blag <laughs> I don't I don't see that. Like like maybe you can see some of them visually, but like like I feel like John Stewart is very stoic. He's very serious. Very true. You need to have like a certain personality. And I that's where Idris Elba I think would be good. I do think I just think he's a little too old at this point. Um and I think I I just think you need somebody that you feel like is a marine, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't see that with a lot of the, the names that have been suggested, but it was, it, everybody does agree with me. It's Booster Gold and uh, Blue Beetle are like a duo, you know what I mean? And I I can see all those characters coming in, you know what I mean? Like, but the problem is you have to lay the foundation and that's what Marvel did. They came in with their A-level A-listers, you know, and they set that foundation and then slowly started intertwining other characters and like now we've got this one and this one and this one and that's why we have an ant-man movie and we're about to have a third you know um and i think blue beetle's a good example though um of where they they could have been going uh with that old dc universe but i think it's still salvageable to put it into the new one like imagine that we live in a world where superman couldn't get a sequel <clears throat> But Ant-Man has a full trilogy. <laughs> Ant-Man. <laughs> and not even the Ant-Man, okay? Not no. even the actual not Hank Pym. Hank Pym no. Scott Lang. All right. 
like the we, Scott we Lang Ant Man. We saw a, a Dream World Spider Man team up movie before Superman got a sequel in the DC universe. That is insane, bro. Like they literally brought Toby Maguire back out of retirement. Ag- Agatha Harkness is getting her own show before Superman gets a sequel. <laughs> like we got Ag- Agatha Harkness shows coming out. Like DC, if you if you play your cards right, bro, you can you can look at the world in DC beyond Batman. Like you, there's a world, a whole world out there beyond Batman, who is like. The fact that, like, he's even as hype as he is at this point. Like, this dude went from a regular dude with a couple of gadgets and and some detective work to just... There are people who genuinely believe he can beat Superman in any capacity. It's like, that's insane, bro. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, there are people that think Goku can beat Superman, so... I mean, mean, (laughs) Goku at least... I mean, there's go, an argument to be had. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely an argument. I mean, let's not pretend like Goku isn't, you know, obscenely strong. Like, <laughs> like in, in that universe, though, can we pretend that that universe is maybe just weak? How, and that's he's an just it, weak? Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think snapping your fingers and making uh multiple universes disappear is weak but i mean sure <laughs> if you want to go that far weak 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 universe you know like <laughs> I, i'm just saying no i, I mean i mean that's, like, there's also the fact that superman we're, we don't need to get into the whole goku versus superman thing but super super <laughs> it's because superman is a comic book character it it's harder to have that straight debate because of the inherent consistency and manga compared to comics like goku has basically had one writer for most of his entire existence and he's grown very specifically from kid to adult we've seen all the progression he's pretty much is what it is there's there's some there's one there's a new finally after all you know over 30 years there's a new writer during the dragon ball manga but He's also doing it based on the original writer's storyboarding. So compare that to, to Superman, who has literally dozens and dozens of different writers, and his power level fluctuates wildly depending on who's writing him. I mean, there are versions of Superman that Goku can beat with a finger flick. And there are oh. <laughs> like, That's fair. There's a version of Joker apparently that's pregnant. Yes, that is that is indeed so, true. So, comics are weird. Uh, comics are crazy, bro. Comics, comics are weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think any of us want to step in that right now. So, <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I saw the story. I was like, I'm not touching it. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of comics. I'm done. <laughs> no. like, going back to the original point is like I I, I would love to see just the, the the green lantern core explored you know beyond any one of them so it's like we got Hal jordan in a small capacity in a bad movie but it's like don't shy away from doing that again not that i wouldn't argue that brother like you got john stewart you got um guy gardner who's like he's arguably my favorite you know green green lantern like i, I love that dude um, he's a douchebag yeah, but it's like that's that's his gimmick, that's his his personality trait. Like I, I like the characters who's gonna be the first person swinging when stuff goes down. You know, 
win or lose, you know, just the way that he's written, you know, from back in the day, like <laughs> well, on Wolverine, first person popping his claws, running up, you know, he's not winning all the time, but he, he's a Wolverine's not a douchebag, though. He, he can be. He can be at times. He, he's, he's an asshole. He's not a douchebag, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a difference. There is there, yeah, there, there, like, there's a subtle difference. It's a, a douchebag. You know, he's been punched by multiple people for multiple reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, I, at at his core, the, the you know being a just scrappy by nature type of person is like that's what I kind of gravitated to. But um, yeah, like um, Cal Rayner is like you have so much in just that universe, and, and and that from that little group of characters you can explore that you haven't on the big screen, you know, and it's like, you're at a point now where people would really be receptive to that if you gave it a chance. And yeah. I, I really hope they they recognize and, and see the potential in that. And that's why I, I, and I completely agree. And that's why I think Green Lantern would benefit more from having like a show, like something that could explore fully all of the lanterns and not just have Hal Jordan be the main Green Lantern because he's the greatest Green Lantern. The worst Green Lantern, yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I agree, they, they should definitely uh, do a show and not just one around the greatest Green Lantern, John Stewart, but uh, exploring the the whole core would be pretty cool, uh, especially, especially since uh, there's a lot of skepticism around DC. I feel like that project would uh, bring a lot of people around at least it's if it, assuming it's well executed because a uh, green lantern is quite a popular character no matter who's your favorite everyone's got their favorite and uh, and it's definitely someone who's been underrepresented you know we the last time we got green lantern uh, outside of that that a uh, little brief snippet in this in the snyder cut it, it was ryan reynolds <laughs> and uh his disastrous run as hal jordan so, so, and that is okay. I mean, Deadpool literally shot him in the head. So, <laughs> but I mean, Deadpool is the great. <laughs> Deadpool had the right idea. Deadpool did us all a favor. <laughs> I just want to say it was a good run. I think I've made it through the last three or four episodes before needing a pee break. The streak is over. I'll be back. J <laughs> J JP Blast is back. All right. <laughs> Let's see it. So, so I want to, so I want to get a head start on uh, while while we're while we're here before we get to the next major segment. I want to, I want to have uh, our little little fun question for the panel portion that we've been doing for the last few weeks. Uh, I didn't prepare ahead of time, but I got I, I still got some stuff in the stash that I think would be that'd be cool and be relevant now that. This is technically the first after show of 2023. So we can get into a little bit of that. So in terms in terms of movies, what is let's let's go top three. Top three movies, shows, and games of 2023 you're you're looking forward to. Uh, movies. That's tough. I, I I would need to pull up a fresh list. Like if I would have knew this question was coming, I would have did a little research. Bruh. Like it's all whatever I name. It's all, it's all off the dome, bro. <laughs> like, whatever I name, I know it's gonna be something that I'm missing. Like I know we got Ant Man. I know we got um, the Marvels coming out. 
Um, what's going to be Marvel's third project of the year? Uh, well, we literally have the Marvels. Right, the Marvels, Ant Man, Quantum Mania. Um, I feel like I'm missing something on that front, but um, well, I, well, well, there's well, there's a show, there's a show as well, but uh, movies, the main ones I think are the Marvels and Quantum Mania. Yeah, I, I, so you know, um, I'm more so looking forward to the Quantum Mania just to see how um, Kang is introduced and mm-hmm. what that sets up for the bigger universe. I'm definitely looking forward to catching that soon. Um, man, I I am blanking on movies for the year. Like, yeah, I feel like personally, I'm much more looking forward to the gaming side of 2023. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a fire year for games. Let me take a quick peek. Jay, you can take that question while I do some some research. Uh, I didn't hear the entirety of the question. Uh, top, your top three movies, shows, and games you're looking most looking forward to of 2023. Um. Well, whatever the next Lego game is, which is supposed to be Lego Disney Mickey and Friends. Because I need to make some money. Oh, of course. <laughs> not, not from WB, <laughs> from YouTube. Okay. Um, that's definitely up there. Uh, so game for for me, games are Spider Man Two. Games, games for me is a pretty pretty no brainer. Uh, Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, Spider Man Two, Suicide Squad, Killer Justice League. Uh, movies for me, I'm not really that excited but i am looking i am if any out of all of them i'd say i'm intrigued by quantum mania uh guardians volume three and dune part two so yeah i just got my movie list together it's it's quantum mania um guardians volume three and then um transformers beast wars or uh, rise of the beast movie I want to check that out. These words are not real Transformers. <laughs> I haven't cared about Transformers in um, maybe like the past three or four movies, whatever they were. Um, the last one I saw was the one with Mark Wahlberg, the first one. I love Be- I love Beast Wars as a kid. <laughs> more than, probably, yeah, arguably, arguably more than Transformers. I remember, I remember, uh, I was I was a big action figure guy uh, as a child, and I. <laughs> I wanted to get all the Beast Wars, and the one that took me so long to get was Cheetor. For some reason, nobody had it. I, I went to so many Toys R Uses. This was like the Bro. most. This was like the most popular toy in the world for some reason. Nobody had it. I finally got it though. It took like months, but I finally I checked found it, it at Walgreens because I couldn't find it on like Toys R Us anywhere. <laughs> right? like, I found crazy. it at Walgreens when I wasn't even looking for it anymore. <laughs> it was so, but it was when so I saw hard. him on the big screen, I was I was locked in. I'm like, that's my dude. Let's go. But um, Kent Wayne, you're right, bro. Spider Verse. Scrap. Um, we can scrap Beast oh, yeah. Wars off the top three. Yeah, actually, we can. Yeah. Spider Verse. Oh yeah, we can definitely scrap. We can scrap Quantum Mania because that's gonna be mid as fuck. Uh, we, we go Spider. We go Spider Man too. <laughs> Guardians 3 and Dune Part 2. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> See, that's why I said I'm blanking because it's like I know it's some movies I'm hyped for. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. And it's like Spider Verse 2, definitely. Um, Beast Wars, I'm li- I'm definitely looking forward to it. And Guardians, I, I want to see how that thing concludes. 
and man like I, said, I just want to see what what we get for the bigger universe it's like i'm I, I know what I'm in for with the Marvel movies at this point. Like we're gonna be in green screen land the whole time, so it's like let's let's do this. Like let's see what um Kane has to offer. I'm kind of just focused on whatever's next. You know what I mean? Like, I it's hard for me to sit here and like Spider-Man Two just feels like it's so far away. So it's like I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, I'm super. I can't wait for Spider-Man Two. When before we get to which I can't. Like I'm excited for it. But like before we even get to that, there's Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mm. You know, there's this new Dead Space coming out, which I don't know if you guys ever played Dead Space, <laughs> like the first three. I'm a, but, I'm, uh, I'm a pass on that one. So no for me. I, I'll watch you play it, Jay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, watch, I'll watch your watch tree. I am not into horror games usually, but those Dead Space games were so good. So I'm actually really looking forward to that. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to Hogwarts, obviously. Uh, I guess Atomic Heart, that looks kind of cool. That's coming out pretty soon. Um, so yeah, Dead Island 2 might actually ever come out. I was looking at some pictures from when I went to PAX Prime in 2014, and they were literally advertising Dead Island 2 back then. And we're like Jeez. almost a decade later and it's actually coming out. Jeez. I did play the One Piece Odyssey game at New York Comic Con and it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh like final fantasy so i don't know anything about one piece but i'm pretty sure being able to play as naruto in a game finally will uh will be pretty cool your your disrespect will be forgiven for <laughs> for just for the show first show 2023 <laughs> we'll, we'll let your disrespect yeah. of anime go because as far as shows i'm pretty much just looking forward to uh anime so far this is going to be a this is going to be a ma another massive year for anime a lot of a lot of interesting originals uh mashal one of my favorite manga is getting at an adaptation we're getting new seasons of dr stone black clover chainsaw face chainsaw man uh i don't know if i don't think chainsaw man is getting an another one this year this year but we are getting uh more more spy family more tokyo revengers is more punch man coming back this year uh not this year but uh jujutsu kaisen is coming back this year there's gonna be uh villain saga is actually coming back monday i believe but uh one one punch one punch man season three is confirmed to be in production but it is just started production so what about it's, two pump chump uh we don't need to hear about your sex life jay this <laughs> <laughs> isn't that type of show <laughs> we're talking about it i'm gonna leave yeah. that one alone shout <laughs> out to uh, jeff for secret invasion I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that um secret invasion i'm i'm worried about <laughs> I, I got I got even started filming on that it's coming out yeah, they, yeah they, it's coming out this they, year they're filming in my backyard as we speak <laughs> since you're a you're an anime purist to a degree and I, I try to respect your opinion on things i'm 100 episodes into bleach uh-huh do i abandon ship and just go ahead and try out something else like jujutsu kaisen demon slayer something like that because it's like i i've bleach is mid like it's, I'm a hundred episodes in, and it's like it's mid, bro. Like it's it has some moments you, here and there, but it's like it's pretty mid. Are you watching dub or sub? 
dub, but it's like I I can watch sub, but I was watching it, you know, with the missus, and she, you know, she prefers the dub, so it's like mm -hmm. I can I can tolerate either or. Sub sub is better, but honestly, you I, I would what I would recommend, <laughs> and this kind of kills me, but I would recommend you stop bleach now. Wait, wait, hold on, which arc did you get up to? I'm um in the bound arc. Like we we on there in the solo society and all of that good stuff. Okay, I would finish I would finish the uh Rukia Rechiba arc. And I get we I'm done with that. Did, yeah, so they they rescued you Rukia. Did did uh did he fight did you did you uh uh clash with Aizen yet? Yep. Oh well no, they they haven't fought Aizen yet. He you know, they did his reveal, he dipped out. And then we went back into the human world. The bounce got introduced. Okay. The bounce broke into the spirit world okay. and all of that. Okay. Stuff. I would, I would, right now, go read the manga, watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Then after you, after you get up to the Thousand Year Blood arc in the manga, go watch the Bleach anime currently we're airing right now. Because they're 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 doing the blood arc. The Thousand Year Blood Arc adaptation is way better. It's very well done. The animation quality. Yeah, that's, what I'm like, that's why I'm trying to stick <laughs> with it. I keep hearing good things, but I'm like, bro, uh, I'm a hundred episodes yeah, in. Go, go through the manga. Yeah. The, the manga is better than the original run of the anime, much better. But I think the Thousand Year Blood Arc anime adaptation is going to be better than the manga in that regard so i would th that's what i would do i would go i would watch jujutsu kaisen instead because it's a much better anime and i would read the bleach manga up to the thousand year blood arc and then gotcha. pick up right where we right where we are in the current anime the eyes and fight is what? fire though I, I i do agree I, but if you're if you're having trouble get through it i can understand but when he when he fights aizen i mean that's like that's like peak bleach so if you if you can, if you can make if you can make it there, it's worth it. But I got I can understand. <laughs> yeah. I just saw in chat that the bound arc is supposed to be fell. I to be fair, yeah. like I, I I oh yeah I did I haven't like been overly looking into no, like do, keeping up with oh, the filler. You got you got to do that. You got you actually for what if you're going to watch the anime for either Bleach or One Piece, you have to look up the episode some breakdown so that you know yeah. which seasons are filler and which aren't because both there's a there's a lot of filler in bleach yeah, there's a lot that's of filler. what i did with naruto so it's yeah. like you know you have you because have naruto to. is like man you have they, they got me bad with naruto yeah you have yeah you have to, you have to do that bro you have to skip the bleach filler bro <laughs> I, I think i think uh if you if you get if you get to the if you get to the Eisen fight, if you, if you finish the Eisen fight after you skip all the filler and you still don't want to continue, then just go to Jujutsu Kaisen and pick up the manga. Shout out to you, shout out to Chad for putting me on. Let me know I've been watching filler because it's like the some of the like his character designs are great. Like I love a lot of his character designs. The arc is okayish, but it's like it, it just feel like nothing is happening. Nah. It's like yeah, that, that was a bro, that was a central problem with, when it was air, when it was airing because it was fall, it was kept falling behind the manga, so they kept having tons and tons of filler, and that's kind of what ruined people's perspe perception of of Bleach when it aired because it had so much filler. 
So I retract that. Bleach isn't me. It, I, I got I got stuck in in a filler arc. So forgive that. I, I didn't mean to offend anybody. That was just my initial no. impression because I was the, like, bro, what's happening? No, yeah, the filler is the filler really drags it down, but there is definitely got it's definitely got some peak. Like, uh, I I definitely I definitely think the the Eisen that whole arc getting up to Eisen and that final and that showdown is just is un unbelievable. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm telling you, I was feeling like the Vince Carter meme. Like I got one more in me. <laughs> <laughs> I I just want to know what Rich Eisen did to this bleach guy. <laughs> I Eisen is a, is your uh your uh, he's basically like your prototypical uh, anime super shonen super villain. He's like he's like the the guy with the plan who could also kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he's got he's been planning and manipulating everything for thousands of years. And now he's ready to uh, take his rightful place as a god and you should worship him. That's <laughs> pretty much how it is. I mean, he's been on NFL Network for a little while. Yeah. I got you, Joe. OK, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. At least you at least you got the joke. Like get it back on topic. Um, my top games for the year: Suicide Squad, uh, Spider-Man, and praying and trying to fight for Avengers to get at least one more year. <laughs> I am willing to sacrifice J Shock Blast to die and Lejeune's channel to get another year of Avengers. We almost made it. We almost made it. It's not a full conversation. Just <laughs> what's your list, Jay? What is what is your gaming list? Lego, Lego, and Le Lego, Lego, and Lego. Yeah, I mean, trust me. Listen, I've been looking back, and like there was this stretch of like 2014 to like 2018 where there was something new Lego all the time. They're putting out two full games a year. They were putting out, they had Lego Worlds was putting out content like almost weekly, even if it was minor, um, you know, and uh, then there was Lego Dimensions and man, those are the glory days because I was just like fully maximized. Now I'm like having to wait three years and I'm like just <laughs> desperate for a Lego Mickey Mouse game. Jesus, like, anyway, which I, you know, I, I low key, you know, I still, I low key confirm. I still have not finished. Uh, Skywalker Saga. I did. I could not bring it in me to finish the Rise of Skywalker because <laughs> I hated that movie so much. <laughs> so. I, I um. I mean that that game did really well for me, you know. And I I just I'm I'm seeing like I know the way that things work for me, and I'm trying to find a way to like I like when a Lego game comes out. Like you saw me, I was a machine. Absolutely, I knew exactly what I had to do. And I did it and it and it mostly worked out. And I'm trying to get back into that mode where I can do that with some of these other games that I know I could do it. And I'm I just noticed that it was working with this Disney Dreamlight Valley. Like when I posted those videos initially, they weren't doing much. But then I look back and like there's like a couple of them in the ten thousands is one that's over twenty thousand. And I'm like, okay. I forgot that sometimes I'm post it and people will eventually get there. That's right. And, and, and it's, they, you know, they call them J post, so it's, post it and leave it shockless. Yeah. So it's a matter of like just getting there, you know, 
um yeah now so now that, now we've got our our uh our takes i wanted to ask uh a silly a sillier question okay <laughs> which superpower do you think is the most overrated and why super speed and why because like everybody wants speedsters in video games and i hate it <laughs> what? like you hate fun? it is ruined super <laughs> it is ruined super speed for me like everybody i want quicksilver in avengers what? I said the A game. Yeah. I want a flash game. Why not? Like, because like I just don't feel like those powers translate into a video game. You know Super, what I mean? Superman returns. Fun That's man. flight. <laughs> uh casual, give me a give me a non terrible answer. <laughs> healing. Just super healing. Super like, healing. People just don't die. <laughs> at this point it's like like wolverine's healing factor is just ridiculous at this point um lobo is like i mean it's if if you're in his position yes you would want to be unkillable with super healing but it's like that's that wasn't what it was originally you know intended to do like wolverine if he got broken ribs he got to sit down for a couple of days like he heals a little faster than um, a, a normal person but like getting ripped in half, you're dead, bro. <laughs> Not coming back from that. <laughs> but now it's like you can literally do anything to him, and it's like hey, if he got a drop of blood, he can come back from that. It's like that stuff is crazy. Mm. But yeah, it's like super healing is just like insane at this point. Yeah, I think I actually I think the most, and I'm, I'm thinking about this from a practical sp- perspective. If uh, if I if someone were to actually have the power, I think super strength is the most overrated. Of abilities because i feel like everyone feels like they want to have it but to me it seems like it would be more trouble than it's worth like sure you'd be able to beat everybody up pretty much but your quality of life would be <laughs> it would be so it could be it like like imagine you you're playing your ps5 and you get uh scoped in in a car and you just squeeze a little too hard and <laughs> now your ps5 controller is dust on the ground <laughs> on the floor and don't get me started about sex. I mean, let's be honest. Is Superman really enjoying banging Lois? I mean, it's got to be so boring to to have to have to be so careful and not break everything. Like it, it, it seems like it's just the most exhausting power to possibly have. Uh, Luke Cage was doing all right with it. <laughs> yeah, he was back because he was bagging someone else with super with super strength. <laughs> so, not everybody, not everybody was super. That, 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 that's the problem with me is Wasn't that Luke Cage banging everybody though. Yeah, my, my yeah, problem is they don't. My problem is they don't usually re- portray super strength in like an accurate way. Like the 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 most accurate representation of super strength I feel like was in the boys comic where Homelander uh, finishes inside a woman and she literally explodes <laughs> because that's what would happen <laughs> that seems inconvenient <laughs> yes that's what i'm saying <laughs> it's not the who, way to earn who, your red wings who would want that power <laughs> like sure any I'm glad you talked over that any, any superpower is is great if you can hand wave all all the negative aspects and not make it realistic but <laughs> like it, there's some powers that definitely translate. I feel like super healing would be amazing in practice, but 
obviously outliving all the people that you love would be horribly tragic <laughs> but, but it'll be cool to never and if you ever got captured that would be terrible but you know <laughs> not, not being not never dying is kind of cool i guess uh x dark had actually a good question appreciate that five with the success of bleach anime waiting to come out using new art style and visuals do you think older manga should be reintroduced to uh yes and also that is that is happening uh we're seeing more i mean we're we're basically in a golden age of anime and we're seeing older anime that are that are getting that you know had a had a nice run getting more modern updates uh i mean just this year they're doing uh they're doing va a vash to stampede anime vash stampede was one of my favorite anime from back in the day and that's getting a modern update so um, i mean how many eva <laughs> adaptations have we had at this point so i, th I think it's definitely cool to revisit <coughs> anime i mean the hunter hunter they had a they had a, a updated 2011 version they've done that for jojo spazar adventures uh fruits basket yeah, there because there are definitely some you know great anime from back in the day that maybe newer fans wouldn't not, unless you're like a really big anime head you probably wouldn't be into it because the visuals can throw you off especially since a lot of the anime quality is so high in these days so i think it would it'd be really cool to reintroduce some classics like you know maybe fist of the north star for example to a to a modern audience by uh, putting it in the hands of a you know talented studio and giving it giving next polish. You know, I would love a I would love a new Cowboy Bebop run. <laughs> you know, that'd be I would never I would never say no to that. <laughs> uh, Cowboy Bebop by Mappa. <laughs> Imagine how how fire that would be. Uh, definitely bring that on. Uh, more the more anime the better. That is the best medium. I agree. Um, man, I was just thinking, like, I, I would love to see, like, you get a continuation, mm. but he's, he's just gotten back into the groove of um, actually, picking up the Hunter Honda story. So, actually, didn't Yu Yu Hakusho get it? I, I think Yu Yu Hakusho got a spinoff, a minor spinoff. I, I heard about an OVA, like, um, <coughs> not too long ago, but I, I haven't heard anything about the manga continuing uh, or anything. Yeah, like not, I don't think the main one, I think there's a spinoff. Yeah, it's like I, I feel like there's a ton to explore there. Um, but even if they just got an update to the series, uh, even though like I'm I'm a fan of like old school like 80s and 90s animation style in in general, it's like it's it's just something about it, you know, it's just, that just like <coughs> newer anime is amazing, like um, production quality wise, mm. not not all obviously, oh, yeah, but yeah. you know, at the very best, like like One Punch Man and um, like what we got in Dragon Ball Super Broly and stuff like that is like at its best, like that is pretty peak. Like um, I saw some of the sequences from um Jujutsu um Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's like bro, this is they keep reaching <laughs> new levels, yeah. but it's like you know even then that a lot of that old anime still holds up. Like I said, I, I agree with what you just said. Anime is just like one of the best mediums, you know, in gen in general. Yeah, manga. I I love manga. It's uh, basically, you know, like like how some some people have been obsessed, you know, with comics for years. I think that's for a lot of Americans that's becoming manga these days. That they're, they're they're getting that that big storytelling fix 
they're getting they're getting that from manga and then they're getting not only are they getting you know really good manga stories they're also getting mostly really great adaptations of those stories in the form of anime now there are definitely some some anime adaptations that uh don't live up <laughs> to the to uh the the source material uh just this last year i haven't seen I haven't I haven't uh, seen it yet but uh one of the uh regarded as one of the best manga of all time uh lucifer and the biscuit hammer got an anime adaptation that's uh probably one of the worst of the year <laughs> and uh in, in my personal experience uh promise neverland uh i watched i watched i didn't read the manga i watched the first season of the anime when i saw it come on it's one of the best seasons of television period i've ever seen and that about michael jackson <laughs> the promise neverland uh that's that's finding neverland i think that was the documentary <laughs> uh the, this but this one also is about children being abused so they're, they're not they're they're this one just involves uh something else uh <laughs> the supernatural but the season one is incredible and then so then when season two comes out i, I get like five episodes in and i'm like what the hell is happening why why is it so bad <laughs> so then i do some digging and people are people are screaming online about how they ruined the manga and, and they didn't adapt it so then i watched i started reading the manga and it turns out they like skip literally hundreds of chapters and <laughs> including the best arc in the entire series and in order to just rush out a final season and that that could be definitely devastating when that happens i was i was absolutely furious so as long as they're paying respect to the adaptation by all means bring back old anime bring back old manga but make it's it can be a bit of a risk because you wanted you not only wanted to go to the right studio you also wanted to go to the right studio at a point where they have the time to do it justice and that could <laughs> that could be a hit or miss like a like it's not like the promise neverland was from a bad was done by a bad studio either they just there was the pandemic and apparently they just didn't have the financial incentive but you know stuff stuff can happen mappa i don't i don't know how they do it but <laughs> they, they do they do they do <laughs> everything too many anime at once uh, uh one consistent problem is that animators are very underpaid and overworked uh mappa is the exception but even even their salaries could afford to be higher so you have a kind of a revolving door where you have a bunch of overworked artists that are and the industry is constantly churning out more stuff because there's such a big demand that's definitely a problem but so i so i i, I do kind of feel bad when i criticize an anime that didn't quite work out but also at the same time <laughs> bad anime is very hard to to deal with i, was about I don't to know that you're you. ever allowed to call me a nerd again <laughs> yes i am look at your I was just look at your you. look at your room <laughs> yes i can listen <laughs> listen to the last 20 minutes for people like jay shock blast sadat what anime <clears throat> would you recommend as like a uh, introduction or gateway into the medium like did, what would wait, you recommend as a jumping did, off point? did you ask jay shock blast no, no, I'm saying for people oh. like Jay Shockblast. Oh, like, what would you recommend? Well, I don't, I don't think people. There are many people like Jay Shockblast, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, in general, for a gateway anime, I would that is what we call them. 
Uh, I literally own this. <laughs> Name five characters from that that DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, Nezuko. <laughs> Get off the back of the box, Tanjiro. <laughs> uh, Who's the main character, Jay? Uh, <laughs> In terms of Suzuki, uh, Suzumi, don't, don't have a stroke, Jay. Suzumi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Naruto. It's <laughs> a different, different one. Luffy. Uh, but uh, he, Jay, does raise a good point. I feel like Demon Slayer could be considered a, a decent gateway anime. My go-to. I, I feel like this is the. I feel like this is the litmus test for a lot of for whether or not you're going to be sucked into the world of anime. Um, I usually recommend Death Note because there are some there are some anime that it's too that's too anime for for a newcomer. And like like One Punch Man is a is a decent gateway anime, but the the nuances of one punch man aren't fully appreciated unless you're an anime fan but i feel like death note is one of those things where it's objectively great and you don't have to necessarily be an anime fan in order to enjoy it like it pat like there are two i i call I, you can actually call it the mom test because i tested some anime uh with my mom and if she if she could love it anyone can and i feel like i feel like that makes a perfect gateway anime and for those two i would say movie wise your name one of the one of my favorite movies of all time uh straight show wise death note death note the first those first 24 episodes or so are just peak tv it it just it hooks you never let you go and i feel like it doesn't matter what genre what you're like really into your most people will probably find something to love out of death note and it's really easy to get into uh attack on titan uh is good is uh can be a good starting point that first video game it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit uh violent <laughs> violent <laughs> and uh heavy it's yeah i played that first video game yeah. so i know a little bit of that it's kind of like it's kind of like game of thrones in a way that i think that why is the appeal the, that, that, that first season and that except it had way more action and no nudity but it's like you think you kind of know think you you've seen enough stories you think oh i kind of know how this is going to go and then it tells you <laughs> no you don't <laughs> you're like oh this person's gonna be this person and then all of a sudden you see that person get eaten and you're like i don't know what's happening <laughs> which which one is john taffer in i'll watch that one <laughs> that, uh he's in he's in um a uh, fairy tale <laughs> go check that go check that out uh cowboy bebop uh so so in terms of just i tried watching the netflix cowboy bebop don't do that uh, the anime, the an <laughs> the the anime Cowboy Bebop. I agree. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Ju uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Death Note. And uh, if you if you if you have a girl with you, 
uh, your name. Listen, it's hard enough for me to get my wife to watch some of this comic book stuff. <laughs> uh, she is not watching anime. Yeah. That is just a that's a outright. I have nope. a test. I have a test for you, Jay. Yeah, so watch, watch the right anime. Watch the first episode of Yu Yu Hacker Show with your wife and tell me what you think. Like, you don't have to commit to an episode beyond that. Just watch that one episode. Tell me what you thought of it and if you are if it intrigues you enough to watch a second you will have you, to you write have to that start. down i will i will send it to you I, i'm 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 very curious to get it get your yeah both of your honest why, thoughts on that why she watch you watch your name she watches she watches hallmark movies all of them so, what, Trust me. watch Trust, watch watch your, the first watch your name you watch your name with your wife <laughs> watch your name with your wife she already has my name she'll she'll want she'll want to change it after watching this one she better not. I had to fight <laughs> to get her to keep it. If she if she loves romance and stuff, she's she's gonna cry a lot. <laughs> so be, be ready for that one. I hate this. <laughs> what do I get in return? What do I get out of this? You get you get love and in and the enjoyment of the best medium in the world. You know what <laughs> I did watch? I watched and we'll watch it. I watched that great movie anime version with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, what was she um, in? Ghost, Ghost, Ghost in the Shell. But I watched the anime version too. Which one? Standalone Complex or? Uh, the, 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 it was like a remaster, I think maybe. Remaster. Of like the original, like a steelbook. Okay. Yeah, the, the yeah that anime. I wouldn't I wouldn't use that as a gateway anime because the the uh from the the show is pretty like high concept. But if you're like super into sci-fi, that would be right. Like right up your alley. Uh, X Dark. I did. X Dark. Appreciate that. Ten. You would suggest Netflix, The Great Pretender, one of the best anime of that year. Uh, Castlevania, very good anime series. Uh, Netflix is pretty good. Uh, Silent Voice. Bell. Very, very, very good. Netflix surprisingly uh, has some pretty good uh, track record when it comes to anime. Um, Record of Ragnarok was a very uh, notable uh, exception. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen, but Netflix has a surprisingly good selection of anime. Did you did you see the the Netflix version of Death Note? I I so the 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 one good thing I will say about that uh, is they got Ryuk right. That's that's. <laughs> That's all I'll say. That's the only good thing I can say about that dog water. <laughs> Funny, I watched that before I actually watched the show. So it's like watching it, watching that with no context of anything is like, okay, this isn't terrible. Watching the anime is like, I understand why everybody was pissed. Like, I 100% understand why everybody was pissed. <laughs> like, bro, what was that? Edge Runners, yeah. I feel like, I feel like Edge Runners got a lot of people that normally aren't They'll consider 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 themselves anime people, but I feel like a lot of people watch Edge Runners. But that's gonna be a great anime. I was looking for something I saw earlier, but I can't seem to find it. It was basically comparing uh, Edge Runners to the Lego Movie. Um, The Lego Movie, because yeah, because like it's basically calling it a Lego Movie ripoff. It was something like guy wakes up with something uh attached to his back and finds a punk girl named 
uh, Lucy, and then there's more. I don't remember it verbatim, but it was pretty funny. And if you look <laughs> at it, you can tell that they definitely ripped it off. The Lego they movie. ripped off what? what the Lego, the, the Lego movie. Lego, Lego movie. movie. Wow. Anyway, Edge Runners was pretty cool, but I don't know. He was very whiny. I think that's <laughs> what I can't take, and that's why I like stopped watching the Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer, <laughs> um, because I just couldn't. Like Aaron Yeager was just crying so much in that show, and I just couldn't take it. And I'm well, very mad I can't find my notebook right now. Juju, well, I think you, I think you'd appreciate Jujutsu Kaisen. It's it's similar in that it's a really really dark, great great shonen action. But the the main the main character, you know the uh, the the Deku Uzumaki Tanjiro, <laughs> you know he. They, the great thing about Jujutsu Kaisen is, is it kind of very cleverly subverts your shown expectations. So the uh, the main character isn't whiny at all. <laughs> he's he's kind of he's kind of based. <laughs> um, is is the next season of Attack on Titan coming back this year, or is that F- next final year? season this year? I'm looking forward to that. Put that on my my most <laughs> most wanted TV show list. <laughs> Cause it's like, bro. After the after that fourth season, I was like, let's go, bro. When he, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. But yeah, I'm like, oh, oh. I I did mention this in my anticipated, but uh, Vinland Saga is definitely an anime I would recommend to anybody. Uh, it was a, it was a, it's an, basically an animated version of the Viking conquest, <laughs> and it's a. Uh, brilliant it's brilliant <laughs> is that the one with sailor moon <laughs> it's because it's because it's sailor you thought sailor viking <laughs> no i was just gonna say that to whatever the next thing you said just, was. just sailor just sailor. like it just kind of worked out that way no i no i, I again can, i'm trying to remember all the names i had in my notebook I, I can assure you there are no uh magical girls in uh vinland saga <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot of Vikings, a lot of lot of uh, violence, <laughs> no ma- no magical girls. I, I know how disappointed that must make you, Jay. But <laughs> there there yeah. there are other magical girl animes out there for you. Uh, I didn't even know that there was magic involved. There's there's a there's actually a one on Netflix uh, you might like, uh, Little, Little Witch Academia. <laughs> so it's basically My Hero Academia at Hogwarts. I gotta, I gotta, now that I know, I remember, I've been reminded to sift through the filler with Bleach is like, I can finish that up a lot faster. And you know what I'm trying to finish up? What's up? Titans. I don't ask me why. I'm like two, I'm like two, maybe three episodes behind on the new season. And I haven't started, I haven't finished, uh, the other, what was the other one? Uh, Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. I fell off on Doom Patrol. I thought Doom Patrol was really good the first season. Yeah, I fell off during the last season. I never finished it. I haven't started for the new season. Um, Titans wants to be so good, but it also wants to be really bad. <laughs> it it's oh, I just struggle with it because like there's some good casting, but there's also some terrible writing. 
It's like I wasn't on board <laughs> with Starfire, but she's objectively bad. It I don't like it definitely sometimes has a CW moments. I will say. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> I will say. They nailed it with Nightwing. I think Nightwing's great. Mm, I think right. um Beast Boy is great. I like Superboy. Uh, Raven Yeah, Superboy. Uh, Superboy is perfect actually, I yeah. think. I think he could even potentially be your next Superman. I mean, he, you know, he like look, he's, looks he's got that. He looks he looks just like him. And, <laughs> and he's young. Um I I don't uh, who was I about to say? Oh, I'm a big Red Hood fan, and their Jason Todd is like, yeah. <laughs> I think he's too young. And I'm not far with this Tim Drake nonsense. <laughs> Bigot. Okay. Bigot. No, like, I, I could get over that, okay? <laughs> but like, I I just think he is honestly the one of the worst written characters I think I've Oh, he's absolutely terrible. Ever seen terrible in the show <laughs> like it's 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 the worst That's, it is legitimately the worst tim, tim drake interpretation i've ever i've ever seen <laughs> and i don't understand how they cast somebody like that looks so much older than their jason todd as tim drake like he's oh, yeah. so bad oh it's awful oh it's awful <laughs> their their lex luther casting was interesting I thought I thought it was for, solid. for the episode. I thought it was solid, yeah. So they just introduced Tim Drake this season, or was yeah. he in the third season? I think they just introduced him. I, I, I mean, he, was, he, he was in the last season, uh, towards the end. When, I think. When did they do the the um the Jason Todd stuff? That last the season. That was like the whole season. So the yeah. it, was, season. It, was, it was the whole yeah the whole season was Jason Todd uh working with uh Scarecrow. <laughs> That was like that was all terrible from the jump. Um, I'm trying to think that I give up on season two. Yeah, I, 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 until you spoke of that, like I, I put that show out of my mind, bro. (laughs) I gave it a long time ago. You know what happened? It's like somebody mentioned that Black Adam was on HBO Max, and I was like, oh, I haven't logged on to HBO Max in ages, and then I did, and I saw Titans there. I'm like, oh yeah. I, it's such a weird show. I've been very, I've been very intentional. I, you know, I still haven't actually watched the last episode of uh the of a uh, House of the Dragon. Every time, every time I go to HBO Max, I keep I I would just watch either White Lotus or Southside, and then I then I instinctively move on to Crunchyroll. <laughs> or, or yeah, I, I didn't make it past the first episode of House of Dragon, and I just saw it's on, it's out on Blu-ray now. I got through the first ep- eight episodes pretty easily, and then I kind of just f- got distracted. <laughs> and it's weird, man, because like Game of Thrones was like next level. Gotta be there to see it, Absolutely. you know. Until it wasn't, and even I mean, even when it was bad, it was must see. Yeah. Oh, Speaking of that, um, I, I just noticed Lejeune hasn't been talking about um, God of uh, Game of Thrones recently. He been, um, I guess oh, yeah. he, he discovered that recently and been talk, talking I, about it over on Twitter. Yeah. I was I was definitely invested in his updates. Yeah. He, on mu- that. he must have got he must have got to the last two seasons. <laughs> like oh shit! <laughs> like because oh. he was going hard on it. Too. He, he, was, he was going. I was I was watching him. Yeah. I was watching him. I'm like, oh, he's at this part. I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. I see where this is going. <laughs> Battle of, like, say what you want about that last season. Battle of the Bastards was amazing. 
I've only seen uh, segments of the last season of Game of Thrones. It had yeah, it had great moments and it had um let, let's say not one not great moments. <laughs> he was on season yeah, seven, yeah. Is, Makes is sense. More interesting. It was on <laughs> he was on season seven and anime took over. That makes per that makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the one. <laughs> like I hit season seven, and suddenly anime just started looking really good to me, and, and I had to jump ship. <laughs> That's tough. To be fair, anime is better. So <laughs> there is that. I will never, I will never uh, knock someone for watching anime over something, especially a uh, season seven of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Which was uh, not the best. Anime supremacy. You know they you know they should do. They should make an anime Game of Thrones. They should they should just re- <laughs> they should just let them do it. And um, I wish the the superhero genre you know delved more in the anime. Like, yeah, the, kinda the ones they teamed up with the anime studio. The, the ones they did were pretty good. Uh, Netflix has I think they have at least one that uh of the of the anime superhero movies that they they did a fit they did a few show there's a anime i believe there's an anime blade there's a there's an anime iron man film there's an ant i think there's a couple anime x-men films there's a, a anime wolverine run they were pretty good. i went when i went to wb games montreal i was fighting the good fight I gave an elevator pitch on a literal elevator to the head of the studio for what their next video game should be. And it is Batman Ninja in feudal Japan, total anime style like the movie. Did, did Jay Shockwise just reveal the WB Games Montreal game currently in development? I, I wish. Like, <laughs> I pitched it to literally everyone. Maybe that's what they like. It, maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah, I would. I know. I don't think it is. I think they laughed at me. Like, there are people that were there that heard my elevator pitch at least six times. And they, my handler heard it at least you. 15. And they, yeah, they're, <laughs> they laughed you out the room. No, I think, I think the wheels were turning, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that we're going to be getting a Batman Ninja game. Nah. If I had it my way, we would. I'm, I'm, of course, people would still find something to bitch about. My finger, even with Batman. my fingers are currently crossed for a Teen Titans. I think um, like a, a Marvel project that that gave uh, gave us an anime centered around like Iron Fist, Shang Chi, or Daredevil would be dope. Like, either one of those would would be amazing. Heavily leaning towards like Iron Fist just because the Netflix shows did nothing for him. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do him any justice at all. Yeah. So it's like put him in in a in an anime and I, just go him. Oh, you'd be fire. Yeah, that'd be fire. You could de- yeah. you definitely go. They could definitely go crazy with Iron. Yeah, because I think a ground a more grounded hero would uh make would make sense. I mean, they could do any hero and make it amazing. I mean, it's anime. It's, I mean, we saw. As mid as mid to terrible as Star Wars has been, uh, Star Wars Visions was was legitimately fire. They had some had some really good stuff in there, so the the potential is definitely there. I mean, Disney, you could see something. I mean, Disney made a significant investment towards that. I mean, they got they did the Star Wars Vision, they secured uh, Bleach, so that, so that they could get it on on Hulu and Disney Plus. So. I mean, Disney 
being a part of the anime industry scares the hell out of me because of, <laughs> of what they've done to uh marvel so far in stars but I mean, <laughs> it's funny that uh nick victory says a deadpool anime for the love of god um the deadpool manga was the number one selling uh item for marvel the year it came out yeah De yeah deadpool uh would definitely translate well i mean wolverine, any, much, any, anybody the wolverine one the wolverine one was great so i'm sure one with uh with daredevil i mean a uh, deadpool could with how creative <laughs> those those recipes that they could do some some wild stuff with that i would definitely check that out uh i would i would love to bring back spawn i mean the the old animated uh spawn back in the h back in the old days of hbo was was amazing i, I would love a, a modern take on spawn one of my favorite heroes yeah it's like they it's, it's it's severely underutilized but at the same time it's like the animators over there are already being worked to the bone. So it's like, do they do they have any room for anything else? But I mean, they. Yeah. I mean, if this the one thing. Well, actually, I can't even say that <laughs> Disney doesn't pay their their VFX people. So I was thinking, yeah, I, was to I was thinking, oh, maybe the animators could make some more bread with them Disney money. But I'm like, well, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Is, was Keith David the voice? Response. Yeah, in the anime. The, uh, um, the I think he was the original. May have been. Yeah, I was supposed to meet him in Chicago, like right when COVID started. Sucks. They canceled. Ah, damn COVID. They ruined Marvel's Avengers. They did. <laughs> this is the uh, the episode where we mentioned the A game the least, and I love it. Oh, Every sorry. time I have to like fill it out for. Uh, um when i'm uploading it so it can go out to spotify and everything i'm like oh i have to type avengers again not this time <laughs> no no but the one thing we actually did talk about that's in the the tags is uh jedi survivor and the ubisoft we mentioned that in passing as one of our games but uh i saw that uh the reception to um the new the new open world star wars game potentially from ubisoft was a uh, what about what I expected? New Star Wars game, open world. Ubisoft. Oh shit! There. <laughs> Why though? Why? Because Ubisoft made Watch Dogs. They made Assassin's Creed, and those are both amazing open world mm -hmm. franchises. If anybody can yeah. handle it, it's them. I think they could definitely handle. It. I think the concern is that some people thought some of the Assassin's Creed games were terrible. And then there's the concern, which I heard a rumor about that's going to happen, is that there would be some predatory monetization uh, involved. Involved. Uh, I've not confirmed yet, but there was reports that, at, based on the job listings, that it looks like that Ubisoft uh, Star Wars game will have microtransactions and or some kind, at least some kind of monetization which we assumed you know at least cosmetically so does so does the division so yeah. does assassin's creed so does well, that, watchdogs like all of those games well dude. the concern is not necessarily that a game has monetization it's how the monetization is implemented like it's fine like people most reasonable people don't care about a marketplace for skins but when you have but when you have the other stream where like NBA 2K, where it literally costs you $200 to have to create your own character, 
and play with your friends in the park, that's when it becomes a problem. And that's that's kind of what people are really dreading when it comes to uh, the these bigger companies that are known for their their aggressive monetization practices. So a Star Wars game where there's, you know, you, your skins and stuff like that, that's fine. But if it's like there's a, say, a loot component and there's like high level gear that is behind a paywall that that could make you stronger, especially if there's a PVP element, you know, like we don't we don't that's that's the that's where that's where it goes down to people have a problem with it, like purely cosmetic perfectly fine but when it starts impacting gameplay i think that's where developer where these uh companies have gone way too far in, in, in is a it lot a cases. single player game we don't Can even we confirm we don't know all we know we, we don't even so know people are just theorizing what could possibly go yeah. wrong and just applying yeah. it it's a, we, we we've heard based on what we heard open world star wars game potentially customizable uh character that can have adopt different roles and they're they're currently hiring for monetization specialists so we don't know any we don't know if it's going to be strictly single player strictly multiplayer a hybrid we don't we don't know it's all speculation but people are just going back on what some stuff ubisoft has done ubisoft has done in the past with uh, other games and are applying that <laughs> to where, where they could potentially see what yeah, i just saw um lucky raygun he said he's hoping it's a battlefront 2 situation again as far as like monetization <laughs> yeah that was he's, he's really hoping for that yeah that was <laughs> the monetization situation in that that was the uh the famous uh loot box scenario <laughs> where oh where yeah, yeah. That, that was so bad that uh there was uh i believe a, a government the uk government i believe got involved and disney had to come down themselves and uh shut the whole thing down <laughs> because, because of uh because of uh legal legal concerns at that point in, in addition to player backlash so <laughs> definitely don't want yeah I, i'm gonna be honest i was i was really disappointed with how quickly i checked out on that game because i love dice usually um obviously i'm a huge battlefield fan um but I, there was something about the Battlefront games I never clicked with. I liked to like a lot of their space battle stuff, but that was really it. I actually played it for the first time uh, yesterday. It was I did I just did a little bit of single player. Uh, I, I can see the appeal of it. I mean, Battlefront Two now has a better reputation because you know after the whole backlash, a lot of changes were made, and then the game ultimately uh, lost support. But it's still, you know has managed to live on as a in its improved in its improved state and people seem to still very much enjoy it i can see the appeal you know playing with some of your favorite characters and uh you know pvp scenarios and just running around it's pretty cool you know i got to play i was just doing a single player story and i got to a point where i got to be luke skywalker you know during you know post uh return return of this Return to Jedi, and like, you just run around. That was, that was epic. <laughs> that was awesome. I was, having, I was having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and it was beautiful. That level, like, was beautiful. Too. Yeah, it was. It was like the graphics were just outstanding. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I, had a, I was having, a, I was having a good time with it. Uh, so, so I could definitely, so I could definitely see the where the passion is and why people are hoping that another future Star Wars games aren't 
aren't hindered by any of this stuff because it, it looks cool. like outside of Jedi Survivor, which looks, looks like it's going to be another, you know, great entry. Um, you know, Star Wars Eclipse sounds like it's in development hell, and that game sounds like it's going to get shut down any day now. Uh, Kotor, the Kotor remake was very much on the verge of getting scrapped entirely, but before... And that would devastate the crap out of <laughs> yeah. me. Because as so many people know, like, I was literally, you know, bobbling my Revan <laughs> here. Like, I have, like, two massive statues, like, quarter scale, the size of that Jin Sakai back there of Revan and Malak. Like, Knights of the Old Republic is my favorite game of all time. And... I flipped out. I was so excited because like Nell was working on that game and now he's not. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm worried about that too. I heard there are some real big issues with the, uh, the team making it. It might've gotten passed off to a different studio. Yeah. yeah, Basically from what I, when I read, it looked like the original studio, what they submitted was just like, no, this is, no, we're, we're scrapping all of this. And then the Embracer group swooped in and said, we're going to actually not scrap this. We're going to pass it off to another studio. I think Saber is uh, running it now. And they're and they're and they're saying they're not anticipating any delays. So we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, not, not a great start for, for that. So Star Wars fans don't have much to look forward to in the future. So, I mean, you know, you have the, the trouble both both in the future trouble games. The Coda remake and Star Wars Eclipse, which sounds like it's even 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 worse shape. And now you have a, a Ubisoft game that could kind of go either way based on Ubisoft's track record. It could be a could be an amazing game. It could be a, it could be solid. It could be a disaster. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Ubisoft creator, so I'm I'm pretty supportive. No, no, I, I mean, I get some games for free. You know what I mean? That's that's good enough. They sent me some cool stuff before, but uh, I, I I think I have faith in them. I think mm-hmm. I I'm not a U- they make some really good game. Like yeah. I don't I don't understand the people that don't like. I'm not used to off hater. Newer. I'm not used to off hater. I I haven't really played that many other games. Like I played the first Assassin's Creed and I thought it was pretty cool. And I played Far Cry Six when it came out. I thought it was okay. Well, game. Like they're, I feel like honestly, they're specialists when it comes to open world games. You know, like look at all the open world games they've put out. They've put out a ton of them. They've been really critically acclaimed. Like Valhalla, uh, Origins, and Odyssey are like three of my favorite yeah. games. I just love those games. Yeah, the idea. So the, I, the idea of a uh, the the coolest thing was the rumor that I heard that it was going to be a bounty hunter. Your, be your own bounty hunter Star Wars game, open world Star Wars game. I thought that's the most devastating. <laughs> do you guys remember Star Wars thirteen thirteen? I do not. So there was a game that got announced. Uh, it was right when Xbox One and PS4 were coming out. It was called Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Not a great it name. Was, not a great name. Well, thirteen thirteen is the floor that you were on on Coruscant. Um, it does, and it, I don't. I think it was a placeholder name as well. It sounds like a placeholder but it, name. <laughs> yeah, but like, if you go back and you like, I, I guarantee you, if you go back and watch the E3 presentation for Star Wars thirteen thirteen, like the graphics back then were like revolutionary, and 
it was like they've taken some of that stuff that they used in that demo and applied it to uh bad batch and uh clone wars and stuff like that and it was just it looked like it was going to be a boba fett game uh without mm. being a boba fett game and you were basically like a bounty hunter on coruscant on the 13 the layer 13 13 and you were going to like just it'd be like all crime and seediness and everything and it was really going to explore that level of star wars and i hope that that's what this ubisoft star wars game can be because like you yeah it's great to have you know your your jedis and everything and in our games but like that is so cool you know i mean i I would i would absolutely love the idea of hunting down even jedi as a bounty hunter that would would be be pretty sick actually yeah so it was it was uh 2013 yeah I, I I promise you, if you go back and watch that Star Wars thirteen thirteen demo, you'll you'll pour one out for the fact that it was going to be like it was the last game that Lucas Arts was working on uh, before they shut down and started outsourcing all the all the games. Tough, <laughs> so many, so so many uh, Star Wars games get shelved. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, I hope, I hope the Ubisoft one uh, makes it and uh, is good because we definitely need more good star wars games i I, i'm glad that we found you know some consistency in terms of quality and output with the the fall with fallen order and now what it looks like it's going to be survivor jedi survivor as well but ea kind of redeemed itself in that regard but we definitely we definitely need a really good open world star wars game i feel like for to take advantage of the uh nick the current gen hardware i i would definitely be all all on board with that because uh i'm not not very thrilled about the movies and the shows that are potentially coming i mean i don't even know if they're still doing movies like is are they still pretending like they're gonna do rian johnson's new trilogy (laughs) you know what don't get me started on him man (laughs) uh the worst listen I think he made a good visual Star Wars movie. I thought Last Jedi visually was amazing. But, like, just don't let him write about Jedi. Like, <laughs> let him go off into the corner space and just deal with, you know, boys in stables that, that can pick up brooms with with their mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, don't let him write. Don't let him write so. Don't let him. So basically, he just does not understand Star Wars. Like very clear. Or, imagine, or respect. Imagine growing up. Okay, he's he's about my age. Imagine growing up a Star Wars fan. You see Luke Skywalker, and you finally have the opportunity to get your hands on Luke Skywalker, knowing all of the stories that have been written about him, and that's what you do. I don't think he li- like I, that. I think she. I don't think he actually like particularly like that. I don't think it's necessarily like just a lack of understanding. I don't think. I just don't think he particularly likes Star Wars and he he wanted he wanted the money and he wanted the opportunity to to put his own vision on what he thought would it it would be because he thought he could just make it better by and i don't think that's why you take that project (laughs) you know what i mean like star wars is star wars sorry yeah i got a hot take for both okay we swap marvel and and, um well marvel and, and disney are already under the same roof you just swap 
uh, you send Taika Waititi. I think he's already working on Star Wars, he right? Yes, he's working on a Star Wars project. And then you bring Ryan Johnson over to Thor. There you go. No, now you because then, because then he would way. turn, he would like have Thor use some tweezers and like <laughs> zap lightning from it. Like, you know, Frigga, she can come back from the, from the grave with force powers. Like that's, that's what Thor needs at this point. Ryan, I think, I think he should stick to, uh, writing, uh, mystery films. <laughs> Averagely, <laughs> average, <laughs> mediocre mystery films. <laughs> I, I don't think his Star Wars trilogy is ever coming out. But are Can you ban Travis? I think you should ban Travis. Who's been? <laughs> he said he's a terrible, <laughs> terrible character. character. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll allow it. Ryan Johnson's Thor. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. You leave my Thor alone. <laughs> no, coming uh, soon. By the way, Ryan Johnson's Nova. <laughs> are you trying to like? Is this? Are you trying to break up with me, Sadat? <laughs> Ryan Johnson's Nova Corp. <laughs> Richard Ryder, don't don't give him the good Nova. Give him Richard Ryder. Are you? <laughs> this is where I should. I would I would disconnect right now if it if I wouldn't have such a hard time coming back. <laughs> you know, bro, that's how committed I am to the joke. Cause you know, Richard Ryder, that's my, that's the real Nova, man. That's that's, that's my Nova, right? But, poor poor Jack. Oh, don't suck up to me now. I, I, it was, it was <laughs> a reaction. The reaction was worth it. Is there, is there, there wait? Is there actually any Star Wars movies even planned? Like, are they aren't they all just shows? There's nothing announced. Yeah, that's that's, that's great. That's I think they I think they're taking a break. Yeah, I, I think they said that. Yeah. After I, after I think they learned you need to plan. After Rise of Skywalker, I don't blame them. There, there is Rise of Skywalker. I I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was definitely better than Last Jedi. I thought Last um, I thought Last Jedi was definitely better than Rise of Skywalker. No way. Oh, I mean, look, Rise of Skywalker definitely was rushed, and they had to like make up for all the stupid terrible things movie. that Ryan Johnson did. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> it was it was a Star Wars movie. It was fine. It was a terrible Star. <laughs> it was a terrible movie. Period. Right. I enjoyed it. If you if you remove if you remove the middle of of Last, of Last Jedi, <laughs> it's like. It's a. It becomes a much better film, and it's still better than Rise of Skywalker. What's the name of the first movie in the new trilogy? Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I, I swear, I always. It feels like you, that should be you, called the New Hope. You just call it, it. It just feels like that movie was. That, I mean, that's really what it is. Uh, the fort. The fort. <laughs> A new force <laughs> awakens hope. I'm just saying, like thematically, like you, you haven't had Star Wars in, in over a decade it's, at that it's point, literally, and all of a sudden it's, there's a new hope in the galaxy. It's, like, it's literally a shot for shot remake of A New Hope, except Han Solo dies. <laughs> That's, and, and, I mean, you, you could you could make an argument that uh, Ryan Johnson is racist for what he did to Finn. I think that's an argument we can have, <laughs> and, and should and should have. In, in terms of what breaking up the the obvious Ray and Finn ship that that they established that JJ uh, Abrams established in the first one. 
I mean, for basically tossing him out the window completely and making him irrelevant. That's a... <laughs> yeah, well, everybody you know. else is racist then because they stuck with it. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't well, play. I mean, he had all the power. So. <clears throat> no, I'm talking about in Rise of the Skywalker. I mean, at that point, they had to they get... tried. They tried to redeem him by by giving him a, another lady to to saddle up with, literally. But yeah, the third one was just a, space horses. The third one was just a disaster on every level because he had to he had to correct what they did in the second one, and then you had to tie try to tie everything together and finish yeah. and, fin- and finish Ben Solo's uh, uh, turn towards the light. <laughs> yeah. At his bay. I mean, I think, I think that, um, I, I think that's definitely where, where Rise of Skywalker suffers is I really feel like if JJ Abrams hadn't like tied himself to that, I think it was Star Trek that like tie- pulled him away from doing uh, the last Jedi like I think if J.J. Abrams did all three, like things would have gone differently. Oh yeah, we we would we would have had a a worse, but but uh, Mart, but ultimately mid shot for shot, shot remake of uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I mean, but, I don't know. I I, I don't better, agree with argue, a lot of stuff. Arguably but. better than what we got. Definitely, I'd say that would have been preferred to. To what we had, <laughs> mediocre remakes yeah. of the the original trilogy would definitely been better than than the disjointed mess that we got. But as we got, I mean, at least the the at least we got out of the Disney Star Wars era, we got the that last scene of Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, Rogue One was amazing. I I just it's hard because like I don't know how many Star Wars books you read uh, post. Um, you know return of the jedi thousands but like yeah there were like lots of them but like there are some epic storylines involving all of them and you know luke had a kid um you know han and leia had twins actually they had three kids um like the whole yuzen vong war that they had was just amazing i like Um, i like all the ones where luke is basically space jesus But I didn't even need I didn't even need Luke to be space Jesus, you know, like I I really didn't feel like like I feel like a lot of people when you criticize what he did with Luke in Last Jedi feel like we needed him to be like to go out there and one shot everybody. You know what I mean? That wasn't really it. But like he was epic, like he was the greatness that was for song or foreseen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. Ma- it was mainly the, the just blatant disrespect for the character. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that was. Yeah, it, you know they didn't. They didn't. Uh, it was. It was clearly the right. It was clearly written by someone who hated the character and the lore, <laughs> and, and, and was trying to. It was trying to subvert. Thought subverting everything was cool, and it wasn't. They, they. they it, 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 it's a. It's a trick of modern writers. To, it's a crutch, really. They think subverting everything is good writing and it's it's not it's bad writing <laughs> when you so when you're when you're when your subversions are predictable and poorly executed it's it's just bad writing it's not it's not edgy it's not interesting it's just bad and yeah having having turning luke skywalker one of the most beloved characters of all time and turning him into a a, a bitter old space hermit drinking alien milk it's just it was just 
Not good. Even even Mark Hamill hated it. As he should. And, <laughs> until they like until they like said, hey, shut shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Stop stop criticizing the movie you're in. Here's some money. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I would I, 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 I mean Finn didn't care. John Boyega didn't give a shit. <laughs> he was just he just went, yeah. he just went off. <laughs> I, I blame him. I blame him. He, like I don't he think he was off. great or anything, but like he definitely has a right to feel something. I mean, you know? I like, mean, he was definitely sidelined. That's for sure. I, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and, the and then were bad. and then when he went to do like probably the most heroic thing he could have done, they just one of the worst scenes of all time <laughs> where rose like trying to save him crashes into him in the middle of this open space with ad at walkers coming at him and they're going to be better off running back like oh, oh just awful <laughs> so but, so what you're saying is you definitely want ryan johnson to do the to the nova project <laughs> what you're saying no love darth bane though that was a good trilogy for sure. Absolutely. All right, so I think we can wrap it up here. It's almost uh, eleven. Jay made did his pee break during the show, but <laughs> it's okay. Still goes on. Uh, appreciate everybody once again for hanging out. Our first show of 2023 uh, it was a was a lot of fun. I appreciate season two, episode one. Season two, episode one. Should we should we change? Should we make that a how can we just i guess we could do that on spotify and apple make it a make a season two i just been doing well there's a slot when i'm filling it out where it yeah. asks that i've just been doing episode numbers on on the uh youtube upload uh we got another super, got another super chat coming from x dark uh the mvp of tonight did they ever tell us why the novels before star wars FA is not canon. A lot of the stories after Return of Jedi. Also, Jedi Apprentice books were good. Uh, it, they couldn't coexist. Yeah, official. Yeah, because the because if you read a lot of because you look at a lot of the stuff in the they call it the extended universe, it's very different from what was portrayed in the live action, and and I and personally, I think they should have just went in that direction of the EU. Because those stories to me were much more interesting. The way they portrayed the power of the Jedi and even the bounty hunters and human characters, I thought, was sounded way more interesting. But they they wanted, you know, they wanted their their canon universe, especially when Disney came through, and it was like, okay, well, this is what we're going to establish, and we'll you know, we're going to roll with it. But I think they, it would be in their best interest to definitely uh, do do that. And and apply it more to you because I think those stories are much are much more interesting. So hopefully, uh, we'll, I mean, hopefully we'll have some big announcements next week. Uh, James Gunn said it was going to be the beginning of January that he did his rollout. Uh, we're in the first week, still nothing. So maybe we'll get something next week, <laughs> and if so, we'll have a lot to talk about in that regard because we know they're going to be <laughs> scrutinizing uh everything he says and everything they're planning and that should be fun i'm stuck the gamer i'm jay shock class 
Avenger. Zip it up and zip it out. <laughs>